The Staff and Graph Podcast. This is weird. My lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing. And looks for salad. You know what? You're trying very hard not to get sued. You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter. Team Tidy Business, baby. Welcome back to the first Staff and Graph podcast of the year of our Lord and Savior, 2021. We made it through. I'm Mike Stevens of Yahoo Sports, and sitting across from me, thankfully, is the future first female GM in the NHL. And can't say Grinch anymore. Christmas is over. Rachel Doyer. Rachel, how are you doing? I'm still the Grinch. Let's just clarify that. But I'm alive, which given what mm-hmm. has happened the past couple of weeks, is it's an accomplishment. I want to know, like, we should add to the bingo card. Rachel say, thanking, uh, thanking the stars that she's alive at the start of every show, <laughs> yeah. because it seems like you have a near-death experience every week. Not even near-death. Like, it's honestly just like my heart decides mm-hmm. not to just, function. Just, just to peace out. And you know what? It literally pieced out over the break. <laughs> So, you know what? I, I wish mine did, too. That would have been great. But we made it. Like, thankfully, the year 2020 is over. We're in 2021 now. Feels but you great. still have to wear a mask. Let's not get oh, carried let's, away here. Hey, look, just because the, the calendar changed doesn't mean the, the pandemic is over. The rules do not apply. It's, if they, anything, do, they do apply. If anything, the pandemic is getting bigger. But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Please. Um, how was your holidays? Because um, we haven't done a show since the 23rd. You're right. Mm-hmm. You haven't. I spent a lot of it arguing on Twitter with two-week internet scouts. That's great. That That's was great. fun. Um, but it's cool because I got to watch my brother's friend play for Canada, which is very Huge. cool. He's a bust, though. He, uh, yes. And I know that because I am smart. <laughs> yes. Is your, name, is your name Peter? Yeah. Got I'm it. I'm actually being... Uh, I, I've been catfishing you this entire time catfishing in real life this entire time amazing yeah yeah so uh a lot of time scouting Mm -hmm. um just catching up on like the season whatever i was actually supposed to go skiing for essentially the entirety of the break and and um how'd that turn out it decidedly did not go Mm -hmm. well um the most i did was toboggan hey look tobogganing is a a blast dope tobogganing hill right behind my house And I ripped, you remember those Sea-Doo's? That the, oh, like, yeah. Sled? Yeah, okay, so I ripped one of those. I had, like, no handles. Like, it's old. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to buzz down this hill. And it was fun. Oh, yeah. I loved it. And it was exercise. Serotonin. Yeah. We got, you know what? Speaking of serotonin. <laughs> what is serotonin? Uh, I, I don't know what it is. But speaking of serotonin, man, the if any of you you people out there are, are looking for a show to get into, Ted Lasso. Get, is it, good? it is. I, it, I've never had a show blow my blow my expectations out of the water. I was expecting it to be like a nothing show. I the it looked kind of hokey. It's the happiest show I've ever seen. It's so it put me in such a good mood. Episodes are like half an hour, 10 of them. Super easy to rip through. I will say this, though. My brother got this like ski helmet and I posted mm-hmm. it on our Twitter account. Yes, I saw that. Um, yeah. And it's like this thing. It comes with like built in Bluetooth. The first. Like, wait, 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 wait. Back up, back up, back up, back up. A ski helmet has Bluetooth in it? Yes. You don't need that. Well, yeah, because when you have the helmet on, you're listening to music. That way you can hear things around you because things aren't directly, like, in <sighs> your ears. Um, also, if, like, your mom calls you, be like, yo, get your butt inside for dinner kind of thing at the chalet. But the grand point of this whole thing is the color that my brother got 
makes him all he has to do is put on one of those weird Dallas jerseys mm-hmm. and he's a Dallas Shego. Like yeah. he's a Dallas Shego and that's it because Lord have mercy like he looks kind of scary. I'm not going to lie. It's funny <laughs> the, the, that you brought up the Dallas jerseys because I was actually for some reason they like came across my timeline. I was looking more at them. They're terrible. Yeah, like they're the, bad. The, like the Shego jersey specifically. <laughs> like the, the, the black or blacked out jerseys, whatever you want to call them. They're horrible. They're terrible. But there's something to talk about. Hey, look. And, I'm here for it. And we finally have things to talk about. Like the, the training camps are open. The season's starting. Hockey's coming back. We are like. Uh, there's going to be hockey next week. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we'll be able to actually talk about games because we record on Tuesdays. But man, like. But we potentially. We, so we've got our preview show lined up for next week, mm-hmm. and it's potentially going to be a whole lot sassier than just me. Yes. It's <laughs> going to be amazing. We Someone might be coming on this show oh, yeah. that is far sassier than me, mm-hmm. which I know is difficult to imagine, but it, there's a potential. That is difficult to imagine. I don't think there is. I know, I know who we're getting on, don't think. But speaking of announcements as well, we got a big one. Do we? So we, we tease big things are coming in the year 2021. We did. And we have the first one to roll out. So we already, you know, we already said we have our, our Manscaped sponsorship. We're going to get into that. But folks, you asked, we answered, we have merch. And not even just staff and graph merch. No, we got tidy business merch. We got analytics or salad merch. It's going to be great. So it's staff, it's Redbubble, it's staff and graph pod. It's redbubble.com slash staff and graph pod. You can go there and we have shirts. We'll link to it in our bio too, so don't worry about it. Shirts, mugs. um, Masks. Masks, laptop skins. Phone uh, cases. Phone cases. T-shirts. Tank tops, long sleeve shirts, hoodies, anything you could ever want or need with, with, and we have some great graphics that have been whipped up by some incredibly talented people. It's it's And if you get some of our merch, specifically... Like any of the tidy business mm-hmm. stuff, the analytics, our salad stuff, show us. Yeah, like, tweet send it, it out in. Us. We will, we will retweet it. We'll give we you love a shout it. out on the show. Like it's, but yeah. So our merch store, it's officially live. We're, we're the empire has begun. What's the other thing? The conference room. Mm-hmm. So Mike and I have decided because so when Ian and I were doing the show, we always had the mailbag. Mm-hmm. Right where you like people could send in questions and I'm finding that since we stopped having the mailbag I'm getting a whole lot of questions tweeted at yep. My personal Twitter account and the staff and graph Twitter account And I kind of feel obliged to answer them because I know we probably won't get to them on the podcast mm-hmm. So here's what we're gonna do once a month We are going to have an extra podcast mm-hmm. and it's going to come in podcast and in video form. Yes, you're going to have to see our, our ugly mugs. Exactly, which yeah. means I'm actually going to have to put clothing on. Um, you might want to rephrase that. Okay, I'm going to have to put <laughs> not pajamas on. I don't so think what we, we're going to do yeah. is you're going to send in questions with the hashtag SGP conference room mm-hmm. and we're going to make it look like those new Zoom press conferences that we're all having to deal with now. Mm-hmm. So you'll get to see us. We'll answer your questions. And we're going to answer them in the way that players would. We're going to, an- like, at least I am. I'm going to answer them. In I'll the- answer them in depth. You can be no, a player. No, I mean, like, in terms of, like, I'm going to be, I'm going to answer them in the way that, like, a, a hockey player will do. I might sniff every once in a while. Might yeah. throw in a, it is what it is. Pucks Cliches. in deep. You know, all that kind of stuff. But and we figured we'd 
we'd give everyone kind of an opportunity. We still want to keep that interaction with mm-hmm. you guys. It's super important. So we're kicking off the conference room probably towards the end of the month. Yeah, it'll be once a month. It'll be over. It, it will be on video as well. And uh, yeah. And yeah, then, we'll post it on the Instagram, on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. We'll make it on the podcast so you can listen to it at your leisure. Exactly. But yeah, I'm super pumped about this. Like I, I loved the mailbag. And so feel free to, to send in stuff. And I just love hearing from our our listeners like I, i'm blown away man i was i was really expecting like i i said on the last episode of the show but like i was really expecting to get a lot of hate because people don't like change and but here we are i've gotten the opposite of that like people have said the show's doing way better and so i really like talking to talking to our, our devoted listeners and we it, do have one more coming we have the biggest announcement it's coming but it's can't coming. say anything yet It'll likely be in next the next week. few days. Yeah, it's coming. Exactly. Um, the next let's just say the next episode might be the first in a big new era for the podcast. But correct. That's what in the biz we call it tease. But jumping in, there's so much to talk about. Thank thank God we have like when we started the show, we were we were doing division, you know, which which are irrelevant at this point now, like the Metropolitan and Pacific. They're all gone. It's gone. But the fact that we have so much actual like tangible signings and shenanigans and things to talk about it's fantastic so training camp is open camps are open everyone overreact to the lines please mm-hmm. definitely I'm, overreact i will you know what i'll let people overreact to that I, honestly i like this cool. year if you say i'm in the best shape of my life perfect you should be if you're if you're not in the best shape of your life i have questions as as a professional athlete coming into there cuz like us we're kind of limited in what we can do. Athletes, they're in a different sort of level. Like Jack Hughes came in and was like, he was my prediction. You and I were talking like mm-hmm. offline. Yes. He was my prediction of he, this is going to be who says I'm in the best shape of my life. And fucking right. Lo you were behold. off for 10 months. Yes. Any of, the, <laughs> any of the players who were on the, what, seven teams who didn't like actually. Like Jack Eichel is going to be a monster this year. Yeah. I'm telling you, he's going to be a monster. Jack Eichel better look like the fucking rock walking into <laughs> to training camp. Like Taylor Hall better look like like all, even though he was there for a bit. Like all of these guys, they should be if you if you were on a team that that wasn't in the bubble and you've been off for l- almost a calendar year, buddy, you better you better, you better have, look good. I better be able to to friggin' dry my laundry on your abs. <laughs> Like you better come in in the if you're not because uh, like like a bi- if I hear that someone on one of those seven teams came in chunky out yeah. of shape whatever it is like we need to be having a conversation yeah about it's- your dedication to this sport you know who came in in some good shape who Connor Carrick oh my the guy's got the Brazilian influencer butt we've talked about <laughs> it like he's you can friggin' balance he could probably if he really wanted to he could do the the Kim Kardashian like champagne on the butt like you could balance the that the gritty butt thing yeah he could, he could probably do that for real and again like we we're adding him connor bring the booty on the pod we've, we've been talking about it do it but yeah like it's if you're not if you're not in the best shape like look i got i at a certain point like i know it's even though it's not even taken aside from the fact that it's your job like at a certain point boredom sets in and you just need to exercise like you're literally paid to exercise but like in the middle of quarantine i was so bored I started training for a marathon and I'm not a professional athlete. I'm a lazy piece yeah, of shit. And then your knee was like, eh. and then my knee decided to, to peace out just like your heart. So we we're both my heart, my knee, my knee. It's fine. Yeah. My hip too. It's great. Oh, yeah. uh, 
I'm literally an old man. Like I go on, I go on early morning walks by the by the lake. I read the paper and I complain about my hip. Mike it's and great. I might be turning 25 this year, but our bodies say we're about 70. Mm-hmm. I have I have the body and the will to live of an 80 year old man. It's it's great. Oh, um, the will to live. Let's not even go down that road. But camps are open, and there's just so many. Uh, there's so much shenanigans going on. I can't wait to talk about this. Okay, so can we discuss the most nuts thing to come out of training camp blew right now? My, blew my mind. Zdeno Chera was shown the door by the Boston Bruins, who, by the way, came out today that it's day two of training camp and they're already getting ripped apart by their coach. Fantastic. Uh, so things are what? going well. No, things are going well for me. I love when the Bruins collapse. That's why can't. Gives me sexual pleasure, Rachel. <laughs> oh it gives me sexual pleasure to see the congratulations Bruins to the combust. Washington Capitals on getting away with 100 cross-checking penalties per 60 oh, yeah. in the playoffs. They will never take dude, a cross-checking penalty again. It's pretty wild that like Tom Wilson now has someone who who can make him feel like he's seven feet tall when he's skating around on the ice. <laughs> like it's yeah. like it's it's hilarious. Tom Wilson's throwing a hit in his like promo picture from camp, like. It's it's hilarious. He's he's at he's going at the camera with a sh- with a shoulder. I'm like, buddy. Of course you are. We know it's going for the head. What's interesting though is it came out. So I think, I think it was Elliot Friedman. Mm-hmm. At the end of last year, he made mention of the fact that the Washington Capitals seemed like they needed someone to light a fire under their bums. Like they needed someone inserted into that locker room that could really bring in some brouhaha. Well, yeah, they were partying. They this, were having pool parties in Hotel is, X. Zidane Chera is the king oh, yeah. of brouhaha. Like, he, he invented it. He literally is the scariest human being in the NHL. Chara in Slovakian is translated to brouhaha. Pretty much. Actually. Um, but, like, if you want to talk about lighting a fire oh. under their players' asses, consider the fire blazing right now. Look, it's an inferno. He's not the player he once was. But, but he's still the leader he is. He's still the leader he is. He's still an effective hockey player. Yeah, he's going to be a bottom pairing guy yeah. for them, which if you would have told me... Penalty killer. So it's no secret that like both Mike and I grew up Leaf fans. Yeah. If you would have told Mike and I, you can have Zach Bogosian for whatever they paid him, or you can he's have Zdeno Chara on League Min, who would you take? I would take Zdeno Chara. Me too. He's not coming to Toronto, though. But... And it came out that he wanted to stay in the division because he has kids and, mm-hmm. and moving and quarantine yeah. and all that. That's completely fair. Completely but messes everything for up. For the Caps to get Chara on League Men is like it's like nuts. the It's like the Leafs getting Joe Thornton on League Men. And it also came to fruition that the, the Bruins were like, we want to give our young defensemen an opportunity. And my first reaction was, oh, do you have defensemen that I don't know about? So, because, like, you have young defensive. You got Charlie McAvoy, who's mm-hmm. fantastic. You also Matt booted Tory Krug out the out the door. You kicked Tory Krug and Zdeno yeah. Chara out, so you kicked out two of your top four defensemen. And um, I don't know if a lot of people have been paying attention, but Jakub Zaboral doesn't exactly scream NHL defenseman. But they me. also like it's not even that they kick their two top defensemen out. They kick two like Bruins through and through. Like like when you think of Bruin, I you thought, think of two people. Yeah. You think of Zidane Chera and the guy who's going to be their next captain. Patrice Bergeron, but like Tory Krug is a Bruin through and through. Like he like he yeah. really 
He's, just the way he plays. He was a like, low-key piece of shit on the ice. Yeah, like, yes. all that kind of stuff. But they, So they're young defensemen. Like, they do have a young decor. Like, there's one guy above 30. And the, the like, everyone else is between 25 and 23. And then there's... Okay, so how about... Let's Grizzly play a game. Is 27, yeah. You're going to read the defenseman, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say, would I rather... Yes or no, I'd rather have Chera over that defenseman. Okay, well, Charlie McAvoy. Uh, no. Matt Grizzlick. No. Brandon Carlo. Maybe. John Moore. Yes. Connor Clifton? Mm, maybe. At one million. Okay, fine. And then Jeremy Lozon. Uh, no. And then guys who they have coming up, it's like... The young guys that they want to give the opportunity to. Jack Akan? N- uh, no. Jacob Jacob Zaborl? Stephen, no. Stephen Camfer, who's no. in the minors, even though he's 32. Victor Berglund? No. Um, Euro... Urho Vakaninen. There's way Potentially. Too, sorry, there's way too many vowels in that fucking name. Are you kidding me? <laughs> there is one, two, three, four, five, six. There's six vowels in that guy's last name alone. Are you fucking kidding me, man? How many N's? Three N's, right? Three N's, f- four A's. Okay. Four A's. <laughs> okay. Come on. And I Nick, actually Nick like Vakaninen. I think he's got potential. So, like, that's a young guy. But you named four defensemen that I was like, okay, maybe. Yes or okay, maybe. John Moore, absolutely not. But it's also just like... Like, I I think... And let's also not forget that leadership with young players is very important. When Toronto did not have any leadership... Look what happened. (laughs) Literally, they were farting around and kibitzing. Caspery Kapanen, again, I I bring up that point. Caspery Kapanen was oversleeping noon practices. (laughs) Do you know how hard that is to do? That is difficult to do. I slept in today and I was here before noon and I live farther away from you than Kapanen lived to the MasterCard Center of Excellence. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, like it's, it's genuinely hard. It's difficult. Like, it's like the night of the Eric Lindros Celebrity Hockey Classic, Ian and, like, Ian and I got absurdly drunk at the, at the party, um, at the draft party. Specifically, I stayed later in Doug Gilmore's hotel room, and we passed around the cup. It was fantastic. Billy Smith also cornered me in the room to tell me about, to drunkenly tell me about how Mike Babcock's the, uh, like the solution to fix the Leafs. And like literally two days later, he was fired, which is crazy. Um, but we showed up to the first game late, worst hungover, worst hangover I've ever had. And we still managed to get to the rink by nine. Casper Kapanen overslept a noon practice. Like, like that for is for which he gets paid to do $3.4 million. Right. And we are going to, or 3.2, I think. And we are going to get into Casper Kapanen a little bit later because he did it again, folks. He cappied again, but no, like leadership is really, really important, especially with a young team. And if you're saying like you want someone to mentor your defenseman, I understand letting Tory Krug walk. Then that's fine. If you want to give your young defenseman opportunity, but they're going to need because Boston isn't exactly known for having the most level headed fans. <laughs> you tell me Boston sports fans aren't. Completely level-headed ice shocking. Wow. So they're going to need somebody like Chera who they can push out into the media, who can teach these young players how to take that criticism and how to channel things and, and how to not let different things get to them, how to respond in certain situations. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff is extremely important. Even just like, So to just be like, nah, we don't need you. That seems a little... Even weird. just being a professional. Like you talk... I remember, you know, covering, covering Leafs and Marley's training camps in years past talking to the prospects, the number one thing that you tell them or that they tell you about specifically after John Tavares came 
was how just how much of, a, of an eye opening just an eye-opening experience it is to be around guys who are professionals who like, teach them how to be professionals. This year it's going to be Joe Thornton, Wayne Simmons, Zach Bogosian, Jake Muzzin, John Tavares, all these guys. And and but I was talking, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, new, new guys. guys. But like, like I, do you think it's going to be acceptable to Joe Thornton and Wayne Simmons if people are showing up late to practice? No, not going to cut it. I've said it again. Like I've said it many times. Anytime someone asks me about this, like. I remember, you know, back when I was playing double A or whatever, it was my last year of hockey. I knew I was gone and I was injured for 30 games at the start of the year. And I remember coming back to practice finally. And this one guy was just dicking around in practice. And we were, we were supposed to be really good. I knew this was probably going to be my last year because my body was barely keeping itself together. I remember just losing my shit at him in practice. Be like, dude, I didn't just rehab for like three months to, to get back to my final shot in probably playing this sport in a competitive way for you to be fucking around. Like for you to just be flipping pucks at the goalie and singing while we're doing drills and stuff (laughs) like that. Like I didn't do that. Uh, And, and everyone's like, he's right. Like, do you think, are you going to be the guy who's going to cost Joe Thornton his cup? I would want to be that one. Because you can be the guy like anyone. It doesn't, you might not be the guy, but if you miss a practice, that will be your label. Yes. And so, but, and if you don't think you're going to hear about it, you're going to hear about it. And also, like speaking as you know, a guy who's around the age of these guys, I'm 24. Yeah, a lot of these guys are 23 to 25. Like you need strong, strong role models, whether they're male or female. But you need strong, strong role models in your professional life. I'm very. Both of us, we talked about it on a nice list episode. We're very lucky to have a lot of really strong mentors and role models and people that we can look up to in the industry, and we wouldn't be where we are without them. You're this is like taking away a pillar of that for what pennies on the dollar just so you can give Jakob Zaboral, you know, an, an extra objectively two, is not good an extra two minutes a night. This is absurd. And I know Chara was saying like he said in his press conference, his opening press conference with the Capitals, he really didn't want to badmouth the, the 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 Bruins. And he said it wasn't like they didn't essentially like kick him out. They just said, you know, you're not going to be like you're not going to be playing every night, essentially. But He's still effective. He wants to be there. He was gonna. He wasn't gonna cost that much money. Put him as your sixth D. You have like, I, I, I don't get it. I, I truly not to mention like, he's also like, your captain, the face of your franchise, the for best free agent well signing over a decade, the best free agent signing in modern history for Pro- sure. Yeah, for sure. Right, and at least like they're not gonna be without leadership. They have, but Zdeno Chara, man. But losing Zdeno Chara is. To me, unwise. I think it's un, un, inexcusable. For the it's unwise. Yeah, like it's just it was avoidable. Yes, yes. It, all of these, so many things that we talk about here that we get on teams for all the stuff with the Vancouver Canucks and how they bungled their offseason. All <laughs> stuff. Avoidable. It's all avoidable, and that that to fans is the hardest part to stomach. It's one thing if a player is just dead set on leaving. It's one thing if a guy just wants to turn the chapter or you just straight up can't afford them and there's nothing you can do. But if these things, if you're able, if you can avoid this shit and you still let it happen due to whatever reason, that is where you are. You, you deserve all the backlash. This man literally played with a broken jaw for your team. Your captain provides all this leadership. You and I have just discussed is willing to take league men. And you're like, no, we'd rather play Jakob Zaboral or whomever else, Jeremy Lozon, like whatever. I'm sorry, but that's poor. If it's a difference between playing, you know, it's poor. Like it's just, it's bad. It's also like we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like you want, like everything's going to be so different. You want, you want as much sameness as possible. Exactly. You want to maintain some stability. Stability is a big thing. It's a big life 
it's a big thing in life. Like, like that's something I crave and which is why, you know, life has really been uprooted in this pandemic and it's really put me through the loop. You want some stability, especially if you're going to tout all these young guys, like we said, and, and you're, you're literally just ripping out the heart of the team. Yeah. How do you expect to do, to get on to that? But yeah, so plot points, let's do it. So trending up PTOs and all of the PTOs. So, so it makes sense, but this really started with Mike Hoffman and we're going to get into Mike Hoffman a little later when we talk about other cap shenanigans mm. that are happening. But yeah, Mike Hoffman signs a BTO. He'll end up with a contract in St. Louis. Travis That'll be Hamannick. fine. Travis Hamannick. Frederick Gauthier. Frederick Gauthier. Like, um, um, there are some extra people at Islanders camp. Technically, you know, technically Andy Green and Corey Schneider. Yes. Who I wasn't crazy for thinking that he signed because I remember seeing that contract reported on the both first day. Both of those have already been reported and they both have Islanders gear. So like, if you don't think they're being signed, I really don't know. What exactly. Um, who, um, else, who else? Are, uh, uh, we got who the, there was the flames one today. Brett Ritchie. Oh yes. Brett Ritchie. Um, Lots of weird PTOs, man. Yeah. There are some, Odd PTOs, I would say. Trevor Lewis is in Winnipeg. Kevin I Kanaan. like that. You know what? I like that for Winnipeg, yeah. though. Kevin Kanan, Luke Cunnan, um, Riley Sheehan's in, in uh, Buffalo on a PTO. All these, like, it's 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 weird, man. There are a lot of really weird PTOs that are coming here, and, and you know what? It makes sense. Like, the Leafs have kind of done this. They, you know, they would invite random players in on PTOs. You know, right. Neuverth guys like that. PTOs are fun because you get to see these guys who you know, are either fighting for their last shot in the league or they're just guys who have been good, you know. Maybe. And don't forget, like, in a regular year, like, Sammy Vatnin gets a long-term deal mm. or, like, he gets a deal. Uh, same with Jimmy Howard. Mike Hoffman's not worried about things. Taylor yes. Hall signs a long-term deal. Like, Travis Hamannick probably signs a deal. Like, this is an odd year, so but we I have like to take that. a lot of this. And I, with a grain of salt, and I, I like that the teams are getting creative because the NHL is clearly getting creative. Um, and so I like, I don't have a problem with it, but it's, it's, it's interesting to see like the PTOs where it's obvious that there's a top drawer contract and yeah. they're like, we're just waiting for LTIR. Which of these do you think, like we know Mike Hoffman's almost certainly getting a, so is Hamannick. Yeah. Do you know, do you have any idea about that? Like any, like what the specifics are of Hamannick? Yeah. I think it's probably, I think it's league men. You think so? Yeah. Okay. What about, what have you heard on Batman? Literally Crickets. nothing? Crickets. That's weird, right? Like, he's not bad. No, he's not bad. He can run a power play, right? Or at uh, least... No, not anymore. Well, people think he can. Well, they're wrong. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, he well, couldn't run one in New Jersey. This might be, this might be shocking to you, Rachel, um, but hockey men are often wrong. Did you know this? You've never, you've never experienced this before. I've never experienced that, um, no. That's really weird. Like, which of these, which of these, okay, so I'm going to list some names okay. who are still out there. Okay. Which of them are weird that you, like, tell me some, whatever you've heard about them, if you can. Okay. And then tell me which ones you think are the weirdest. So obviously Vatnin's out there. Craig Anderson got signed by Washington. I think he's, is he there on a PTO or did he get signed? Uh, I think it's PTO, but it's because p- of the rule, he will be signed. Okay. Obviously the Henrik Lundqvist situation. I'm surprised no team has given like Carl Alsner a shot. I'm not. Like he's not going to cost that much, and he's only he 31. literally could not make Montreal last year. That's like, true. and they were fucking terrible. Jonathan Erickson, uh, not surprised. Justin Applicator, not surprised. Um, Jimmy Howard, that one, I think he gets something as training camp. Do you on. do you know anything about that? No, but I know teams are sniffing around. Um, Matt Bolesky doesn't surprise me. Uh, no, he's done. Ron Hainsey, that doesn't surprise me either. That does surprise me. 
Because it's Ron Hainsey. Yes, Honestly, though, if you look at who Ottawa's carting out on defense right now, I would take Ron Hainsey over probably th- exactly. three of those guys. Like, that. that's weird, right? Thomas Shabbat, Eric Goodbranson, I would take Ron Hainsey over that. You would take uh, Ron Hainsey over Thomas Shabbat? No, over Eric uh, over Eric Goodbranson. That's what I mean. Like Okay, yeah. yeah. Shabbat, Hainsey is much better oh, than yeah. Shabbat, Goodbranson. Dude, it's... We, you know, Leafs fans were spoiled. Like, did you see Harmon Dial's tweet? It was literally Shabbat and then guy, 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 guy. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's rough. yes. Michael Grabner, mm, not totally surprised. Um, Dale <laughs> Dale Weiss, no. Otherwise. Devin Shores on in Edmonton. Yep. On a Matt Hunwick, not surprised. Brandon Manning, a little bit surprised. Apparently, Ben Hutton's going to land somewhere. That's that what, is not going to surprise me. That uh, Elliot Freeman reported that in Thirty One Thoughts, which thankfully mercifully dropped right before we started recording thank god do have you heard anything about ben hutton nope. no okay cal brodziak no um and then tim Sh- tim schaller like no he, no really he's he was poor last year okay brian boyle mm, that's like maybe a veteran signing as the season starts tom coonhockle he's on he's on in the aisles on a pto yeah um and those are really those are really all the the important names but it's weird that some of these guys are still out there. Like, like that didn't really surprises me. I don't understand what's going on. I think on he here. wants like term. You're or, not going like, to get a certain you, dollar. And I, you have to realize you're not going to get it. Right. He's the kind of guy that is stubborn that way. So that is, come on, man, we're in a pandemic. You got it. Like, dude, if Taylor Hall is signing a one year deal. If my confidence yeah. there on a PTO, you got to read the room, man. Do you want to play this year or not? Yeah. So trending down is unsigned RFAs. <laughs> yes. Because while we were gone, all of the RFAs decided to sign. Which, I mean, well, not all of them. Well, not all of them. of them, but a lot of them. Yeah, we got Vince Dunn, Mackenzie Blackwood, Dylan Strom, um, Anthony Sorelli. Ridiculous. We're, yeah, we're going to get into Anthony Sorelli. Ethan Bear, great deal, I think, on that. Casey Middlestad and uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, who, again, we are going to get into. There's a lot to talk about. Trending up, as we just talked about, <laughs> the, the Washington Capitals' love of Wiley veterans or... As I termed it, VILFs, veterans <laughs> I'd like to financially support, which okay. will be another merch item coming soon. When uh, Mike did not give me the heads no. up about this, so I logged on to Twitter. And Twitter.com. Th- this was one of the first things that I happened to see in my timeline. And I genuinely choked on the beverage that I was drinking and I texted him like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's I need because look, they think about think about the, the players that they've brought in. Like they got Kovalchuk last year. Big name guy. He's a veteran, you know, on on he's sort a veteran. Of, they would like to financially. Exactly. Support. He's a vilf. But like it's then not they, even this year. They got Henrik Lundqvist. Yes. But who un- is <laughs> unfortunately. Yes. yes. And then also Craig Anderson. Right. And then, and then, obviously, Ovechkin is negotiating his own contract, but that's a separate situation. But like, that's Alexander Ovechkin. It's not even like it's not even just veterans. It's like big name veterans who are on the back half of their career who are associated usually with like one team. Like I, you know, Chara, Chara with the Bruins, Lundqvist with uh, uh, Rangers. I don't know why that took some time to get to me. But like even Kovalchuk, like yeah, he bounced around a bunch. But like you, you kind of remember him being on, you know, the Thrashers and then on the Devils for a while. <laughs> oh my god, that was so funny. The Devils situation. The, oh my god, yeah. I love Lou Lamorell. Doesn't doesn't you know? He, <laughs> Steve Simmons. Lou Lamorell will look at all these contracts. Say too much money, too much term. He literally got penalized by the NHL for giving Kovalchuk too much term. So 
fuck off with that. Not to mention the fact he just signed Mad Martin to for four, four years. years. Um, and then trending up as well. Swear words on live broadcasts, at specifically the World Juniors, and specifically Clayton Krebs saying, get it being heard audibly on a live, on a hot mic, telling a Russian player, fuck you, bitch. Which I almost can guarantee that the Russian player that he said that Didn't to does not what he... Like, I've done no idea what he's talking about. That's happened to me before when I was playing when we were playing a French team in a summer. contrary to popular belief, not everyone knows how to speak English. Exactly. Yeah, it is the hardest Similar language. Similar to no one invented handwriting in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one. Yeah, but it's it's I I I love that. I love. I really wish there was like an, a censored and uncensored broadcast. So underrated part of no fans in buildings is being able to hear things on hot mics. Oh. In, in it's NFL, incredible in the nfl it worked there was uh rookie the best rookie wide receiver in nfl history now justin jefferson who of the vikings who just uh passed i think it was yeah Antoine i mean he's Holden's. gonna get ripped next year by Devonte smith yeah but by the way roll tide oh my god okay relax <laughs> <laughs> hannah b relax um but uh no him him he could hear on a live mic because kirk cousins like airmailed him a pass in the red zone he said fuck wake up kurt throw the fucking ball i remember hearing Ooh. that um i believe devin booker yes devin booker <laughs> called uh uh what do you call paul george paul george a soft uh ninja i guess yes like i love hearing these swear words because look it, it adds the authenticity this is happening in front of you it's been happening forever also like everyone swears everyone swears <laughs> I, I mean it is it, it's sports man if Sprouts. Not everyone is Philip Rivers who literally says da- dag gummit. Like what? Did you not hear this? Oh my he, Doesn't he have like eleven children? Nine. He okay. can make an offensive line out of his kids, for sure. Like Nice. And uh Congrats on the sex. Oh dude. He said sex at least nine times. That's fantastic. <laughs> Maybe only nine times. Those are, possibly. That's the only explanation. Um but no, it's 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 fantastic. Like, but yeah, he got he got <laughs> he was mic'd up on the sidelines and like in the heat of the moment he was literally like dadgummit I'm like man this that, that's how you know that it's not an act like you're in the heat of the moment adrenaline's taken over and he that's his go-to like that's his swear that would not crutch. be my go-to no um I say a certain word a lot is it fuck yes <laughs> sorry Rachel's grandma I exactly um and with the end of plot points here's a word from our sponsor Support for the Staff and Graph podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. So Manscaped just launched in the UK. It's, It's huge. They've gone years without using the right tools for the job, and you can be one of the first men or women in England to experience their life-changing products. Now, look, we've all we've all had mishaps before. The human body has nooks and crannies. And it's tough to it's t- it's tough to hit those with precision every once in a while. Look, I, I've been on the I've been on the receiving end of of so, of some incidences. Let me just say that you know I, I was very uneducated growing up in this realm of personal uh, maintenance. I'd say so. There've been times where you know you walk away with some cuts and some cuts and bruises, but Manscaped no. They've redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has perfected the gr- the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. And just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 in the UK. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accents. And when I tell you this is premium, folks, this is premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes. Let's take a longer shave. If you need 90 minutes to deal with this, I don't know what, what's happening there. 
but Manscaped will allow you to do that. They also have waterproof technology, which allows you to do in the shower. I mean, look, personally, that's where I do it. And having a, having a, a, a waterproof tool with a motor in it, it's not going to electrocute you. It's not going to explode. It's fantastic. And one of the coolest features. Now, this touches my heart personally. LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. This thing's got an upgraded 7,000 RPM motor with quiet technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. You should have your motor loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code staffgraph at manscaped.com. That's again... 20% off with free shipping. No shipping costs. And everything's getting shipped these days. 20% off free shipping with the code staffgraph, staffgraph at manscaped.com. That's staffgraph, 20% off free shipping. Perfect Christmas gift to give your significant other or anyone special in your life who needs it. Again, 20% off promo code staffgraph, free shipping. All right, Rachel, there's so much to talk about. Let's get into it. Unsigned RFAs. So uh, notably. There are a lot of them. So there are two notable ones. Mm -hmm. One is obvious. Two is because it's a prominent RFA on the team that uh, I used to be employed by. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the good one. Yeah. Because the, the spicy one. Oh, this is spicy. It's a, it's, yes, it's spicy. And a lot of people are salty about it. Mm -hmm. So Matt Barzell. Yeah. Objectively, very good hockey player. Oh, and fantastic. I saw some interesting takes on Twitter that said that Pierre-Luc Dubois is better than Matt Barzell. And I'm here to tell you that if you think that, you are wrong. Who said that? People were like, my model said this. And No. Okay. Okay, so here's my thing. Stop it my right there. My statistics professor, and I love him to this day, thank you, Dr. Vincent, said the most important thing on day one of first year university. All models are wrong. Some are helpful. If your model tells you that Pierre-Luc Dubois is better than Matt Barzell, not only is your model wrong, because all models are wrong, it is also not helpful. Unless, unless you're Dom LeCision. Or Micah McCurdy. Yes. Or Evolving Wild. Maybe. Maybe. I don't... Dude, their model said that Valerie Nishishkin was... Yeah, but the, their RAPM model is, is very good. Yes. I've looked at the back end. Micah's they, model is the model. Evolving Wild needs to chill a little bit on that. And I'm saying... So if, if, you're, if you're having a hockey conversation... And your only defense is, well, my model says I'm immediately discounting your opinion. I, I, yeah, you I, have to have nuance. I don't care. You can't. Analytics are salad, baby. We say it every week. You can't just drink salad dressing and you can't just eat raw lettuce unless you're a fucking weirdo. So I had I've been watching the World Juniors and that our, makes one of us. The, the Mitch Brown um, of Elite Prospects has been hand tracking data. Oh wait, we have we have breaking news. We do. According to Chris Johnson, the CJ? Seattle the Seattle Kraken are adding to their front office as Jason Botterill is the new assistant GM. They in hired Seattle. Botsy. Yes, and Norm McIver is the director of player personnel. I don't know who that is. Okay, I like the Botsy hire for sure. You like it? I like the Botsy. You do, even though he drove Buffalo into the tank. I think he's better suited as an AGM than a GM. And he did pretty well. He was also a really, really nice guy to deal with, Good. which there aren't a lot of in NHL front offices. Look, you gotta you gotta have a soft spot for the nice guys, but um, yeah, you know what? I, I actually I like the Botsy hire. Good. Okay. We want that that Rachel that is Rachel's opinion. That's my opinion. I didn't um, say it was correct. Back to Back to Barzell. So I, I I tweeted out charts, but what I said was so Mitch Brown has been hand tracking data mm -hmm. and he puts it into charts so it's easily understandable. Yes. And so the discourse right now 
during the World Juniors was that Tim Stutzla has been incredible and Quinn Byfield has been terrible. He hasn't. But then you look at the charts and Byfield's numbers are, they actually broke the chart. Mitch had to adjust the lines so that Quinton Byfield's numbers could fit on the charts because they were that good. Wow. And Stutzla's numbers were not as good as the eye test was leading one to believe. So I tweeted out both charts and I said, this is why it's important to value both the eye test and the numbers. Because the eye test would tell you that Stutzla has been one of the best players in the tournament contributing in all areas, and that Byfield's been rather quiet. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the numbers, they say the reverse. So naturally, there's got to be something in the middle. That was a perfect example of why you need to use nuance Mm -hmm. in your analysis and use the tools. Because Byfield hasn't been terrible, and Stutzla hasn't been the second coming of Wayne Gretzky. They're they're somewhere in the middle, and Mm -hmm. their performances are a lot closer than people would think. Exactly. And so when we're talking about using models, that's what I really like about somebody like Dom. He has a model. It's very good. Yes. But Dom actually has a keen eye when he watches the game as well. And he's able to see, okay, the numbers didn't necessarily show this, but I saw this with my own two eyes. Yeah. He doesn't use it as a crutch. Like he's able to, he's able to, like, he's I remember when Marty Marincin had, like, a really high game score, and Dom was like, he completed two breakup passes the entire game, yeah. he was terrible. Exactly. Like, like, like you can't, no no sport can be completely quantified, in like, onto a sheet. Like, you, it just doesn't work. The only one that you could even make the argument for more analytics over eyeballs is baseball, yeah, because it is then, a non-linear, it's a, sorry, it's a linear sport. But even then... Like we saw, we saw the Rays get burned by that. By like, oh, the analytics said it was a good idea to well, take Blake Snell out in stupidity. the sixth inning. Yeah, and it burned Use them. Your and brain. They fucking traded him. Like it's crazy. So yeah, um, but with Barzal, I mean, my favorite thing in the world is that you know Islanders fans, they're they're just, they roasted you know Tavares and everything. We don't need you, unloyal, whatever. And then literally. Their next superstar, the guy who, you know, the reason why they don't need him, they don't need Tavares, is not, well, he's at, I mean, he's at camp, but like, he doesn't have a contract. There's, there's contract debacles there. Right. Ma- wow. You know, Make Rachel. Make no mistake about this. Matt Barzell will be wearing an Islanders yes. jersey on January 13th. But you know what, Rachel? It's just, you got to imagine that Lou would have handled the, the Nylander and Marner situation so much better. Why would I have imagined that? Because people on Twitter say it. Because Lou's a hard negotiator. He's not going to give anyone too much term or too much dollar. No, he's never done that. Never, not once. No, that's why. That's why. That's why he signed Nikita Zaitsev to that contract. And that's why he gave Nikita Zaitsev seven, a twenty-five-year-old rookie, Nikita Zaitsev, seven years coming off a thirty-six-point season. That's why he—he's—he's he's a shrewd manipulator. That's GM of the year, Lou Lamarillo to you. Correct. You, you. Shut your mouth when you're talking to me like that. Yeah. It's this, this whole bar's out like it's going to happen, but man, I don't know where they're going to find room for him. Like they're going to bridge him and then they're going to be screwed. So Matt Barzell wants term and you can't really blame him. Like he wants to be loyal to the team, but he's a superstar. He, he, okay. It's one thing. So hang on. Matt Barzell, it should be noted that Matt Barzell wants term, which means he wants to play for the Islanders for a long time. Right. So Islander fans, you need to chill. Matt Barzell wants to commit his prime years to you. To your team. So maybe don't jump all over him. Mm-hmm. The fact that the Islanders aren't in a position where they can give him money on a long-term deal is not Matt Barzell's fault. 
No, it's Lulu Morello's fault. Quite frankly, you should be way more angry at Lou Lamorello for signing these contracts than you should be at Matt Barzell for saying, I want a long-term deal with money. Because that's one, that's your superstar player saying, I want to commit to the organization. And the organization being like, we don't have the money to do that right now. I'm sorry, but as a fan, that would not be acceptable to me. I would be way, like, if... Austin Matthews, you're a Leafs fan. So if Austin I'm, Matthews I'm said, not a fan. I'm an objective journalist, Rachel. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Austin Matthews says, I want to sign eight years in Toronto, but you have to pay me $12 million. It's not that much more than he was, what he's making right, now. Right, but what I'm just like... No, like I'm, I'm agreeing with you. $13 million, whatever. Okay, cool. Okay. okay. I want to be a Leaf until I'm 30 years old. Yeah, okay. So all of my prime years, basically. The, like my- As a fan, I'd be like, hey, Dubis. Do it. I don't care who you need to ship out. Ship them out. Do it. Yeah. Right? Like, the, that's where the Islanders are with Barzell. Barzell wants to... The most important thing here is that Barzell does not want to play anywhere else. You didn't have he hasn't to. asked for a trade. He hasn't, to my knowledge, negotiated with another team. It's very much like Mitch Marner in Toronto. I don't want to play for another team, so get it done. You didn't have to pay Andrew Ladd $5.5 million. You didn't have to pay until- Valtteri Filpola either. But, like, that's not, like, he's not even there. Like, I'm talking about, like, Andrew Ladd's making five point. He's 35 years old. He played in the AHL for most of last year. He's taking up 6.7% of their cap, and he's making $5.5 million until 2023-24, which is a fictional year. And they already had to get rid of Devin Taves, who was arguably their best defense. They got rid of, I would say he is their best defenseman, and they got rid of him for pennies for two second-round picks, pennies on dollar. And then, and then he signed for $4.1 million, which is... Over a mil, almost a million and a half less than what they're paying a guy, a thirty-five-year-old winger, to be in the AHL. I'm, I'm it's pissed not, about it's this. It's not great. It's so that, yeah, but like Islander fans, do it's not, avoidable. We're, yes, we're going back to it's avoid. This it's is avoidable. All avoidable. So Islander fans, please do not jump on Matt Barzell. He's clearly stated he wants to be there because I don't know about you, but most unsigned RFAs do not just show up at camp and take their physical and want to get on the ice. Mitch Marner didn't. Mitch Marner didn't, William Nylander didn't, Pierre-Luc Dubois didn't, Matthew Kachuk didn't, Johnny Gaudreau didn't. Like, Pasternak didn't. Pasternak didn't. Do we need to go down the list here? Matt Barzell is actually the only RFA I can remember in recent times who was unsigned at the beginning of training camp that showed up on the first day of camp. There are so, like, I'm looking at their cap friendly right now. There's so many guys with just needless term. Needless. <laughs> needless. Cal Clutterbuck is making $3.5 million for the next two Not years. Not necessary. <laughs> Casey Sezik is also well, he's, non-necessary. He's, he's, a, he's a UFA after, after the season. But like Leo right. Komarov, $3 million for another two years. Not necessary. Uh, Ross Johnston. Definitely not necessary. $1 million for another two years. Even like Scott Mayfield, $1.45 million for another three years. It doesn't make sense, Rachel. Yeah, it's, it's not great, but rest assured, Islander fans, just like everyone relax. They're going to get it done, but I don't know how. Barzell would not have showed up at camp if he thought he was playing somewhere but, else. But I, I don't understand how, because trades are so much more complicated with quarantines now, and teams are all cap strapped. Like, the amount of financial, like, there's so much. I don't know how they do this. this. So, Lou ultimately decides who and what term it, he's giving the players. The man who manages their cap gymnastics, which is going to require a lot of work this year. Should deserve a raise for sure. Um, actually wrote the original salary cap. 
Well, yeah, like... So, like, he knows where the loopholes are. He fucking wrote them in there. Yeah, it's it's a Brandon Prenum situation. We get it. But I don't know how they do this. Like, I, I can't... And they're gonna... I'm telling you, they're gonna get it figured out. It's just going to require probably LTIR and but probably who? patience. Like, I don't know, Mike. Uh, but what do I look like to you? A smart person. Okay, Someone smarter well, than I'm me. I'm telling you they're gonna get it done. That is the extent of what I can say. Okay, but like, I, I'm just, I am, bo- I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm looking at, look, I, I'm, okay, I'm so, a simple man. I'm looking at what's in front of me and it's not adding and up. And I'm telling you, it's fine. The more complicated one is Jesper Bratt. Okay, so let's because get into that then. the devils have the money to do it, mm-hmm. but Jesper Bratt is uh, currently in Sweden. Wait, that's not New Jersey. No. They have ten million they have ten and a half million dollars in cap space. So Jesper Bratt's currently in Sweden, which means Yes. A, he doesn't have a contract. So you actually cannot get a US work visa until you have a signed contract. Mm-hmm. Once that happens, the lovely lady in New Jersey, who is a Mother Teresa, I love her, mm-hmm. has to work her magic with her friends at immigration, which is infinitely harder during a pandemic when no one at the U.S. government seems to want to work, to get a visa done. It is highly likely that Jesper Bratt, if he signs in the next week, is in the lineup before February. Because he then has to get the visa done, which during non-pandemic years can take two or three days. Mm -hmm. During a pandemic, Anton Hudobin signed his contract weeks ago and and still doesn't have it. Anton Hudobin signed his contract months ago. Yeah, he still doesn't have his work visa. So I don't know what you think is going to happen here, but Jesper Brad is not going to magically appear on U.S. soil the day he signs his contract. That's not how it works. You've got to file the contract. The contract then has to get approved. There's a waiting window with the N. NHL, I believe it's 24 hours with central registry to make sure like it gets looked over and everything. Mm. Then you have to file with the US. It takes like a, at least two business days at any given time it, on a good day, mm-hmm. right? We're in a pandemic. Then you've got to go through approvals. Then you have to probably send your plane over there to get them yep. because you're not putting them on commercial. Then he has to come here. Then, then he has to quarantine. Then he has to go and start practicing, and then he can play. And then he probably won't even really be up to speed for another, what, two weeks? I think February is, like, optimistic. And this is a 56-game season. Jesper Bratt probably isn't playing until the middle of February. And this, again? If not the end. All avoidable. It's avoidable. The Devils were not playing since March 19th. What the fuck have you been doing? Yeah, what what have you been doing? I want to know, like... How do you fill your days? What have you what have you been doing? You have you have a 22-year-old very good. He's their top line left winger. A very a 22-year-old top <laughs> line top 6 player at least. Not to mention they're without their top line center to start because he's in a walking boot. Yeah, and he's not going to be Wait, really? Nico Heischer is in a walking boot right now. And they think he's going to be ready on January 13th. The man can't put a shoe on. I mean, maybe. Okay. But like you have a 22-year-old, I would say like core piece. Who's probably not going to cost absolutely a that piece. much. He's not going to cost that much. No, you could probably pay him three, five. Exactly. You also have $10 million, $10.5 million in cap space. Bridge him and get it done. Weren't they the first team to have a, a, a helmet ads announced? Yes. Like additional revenue? I don't not care. to mention their ownership group in general is, I think, worth $45 billion or something stupid like that. This is, it is... So I, yeah, it's completely and ownership. Like, I don't think money is the issue. I genuinely think that 
this is a case of they left it like they did with Blackwood till the last minute. The only difference is the visa stuff, the visa stuff. But like you have to this is your job. You have to plan for that. Yeah. You it, have to factor that is, into your This is strategy. arguably worse than the Islanders situation because yeah. of you knew the visa situation. It's avoidable. Not to mention, like, at least with the Islanders, once Barzell's signed, he can play. Yes. Like, he's there, he can play. You have to, you're waiting on the U.S. government, which, by the way, is about to go through a whole lot of turnover. <laughs> it's, it's not, Depending on the U.S. government <laughs> right now is just really not a good thing. You, you could have stopped there. You're relying on the U.S. government. And You're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you're done. Like, like we're saying beginning of February, it could be the beginning of March. Beginning of February? No, that like, dude, it could it's, be March Jan- it's January he 5th. He's got to get his visa. He's got to come. He's got to, he's got to move his life here. He's got to quarantine. He's got to practice. So he has his apartment still that I know. So he has his apartment and everything still, but the getting the visa part is the huge issue here. What if getting the visa takes three weeks? It probably will. If Hudobin still doesn't have his. Like, what if get like, what if there's a snag? What if this any number that, God forbid, what if he tests positive overseas before he comes? Then he can't even come. Oh, and we've never seen any young Swedish hockey players test positive once coming into North America. No. That hasn't been something that's happened a lot in the last little bit. Yeah. So. It boggles my mind. But These guys are, you know what? Like, I could, like, RFAs who played, like, the Islanders played in the conference final. Mm-hmm. Right? So their negotiating window, objectively, if they were waiting to the offseason, was way which, shorter. Which they were. They were waiting I'm, to the offseason. That's season. kind of what I was getting at. They were waiting. The Devils have been in the offseason since March 19th. How you didn't start negotiations with Blackwood and Brat and make that your number one priority is... Compl- nope, you were too busy trying to draft Shakir Muhammadulin. So, be my guest. I mean, can't fucking wait. To watch him play, because Lord have mercy, if you've been watching the World Juniors, he's been objectively terrible. It's not even so. You can make the you can you can make the 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 excuse that okay, well they were going through like a GM search, so maybe they weren't going to negotiate then. Tom Fitzgerald was hired on June 9th. Their cap guy hasn't changed though. Like the guy who signs their contracts, yeah. is in charge of negotiating, hasn't changed. But even it was then, never Fitzy. But I'm even giving I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that okay they were gonna wait till they got a new GM before they started negotiating. Okay, so they named that Fitzy was, GM. That was June 9th. That was June. It's January 2021 right now. Great job, great job, everyone. Great job. I don't. Ugh. I mean, they got a coach, so like, there's a positive. Yeah, Lindy Ruff. A lot of real breaking, you know, cutting edge strategies coming there. It's going to be great. Oh, oh, I can't wait for the public to see their new defense system. I can't wait. They do have a good, like, they do have a they decent. Have, they have a good decor. Yeah. I'm talking about their D-Zone system. Okay. I can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. I have seen it. It's not good. There's a lot of cap shenanigans going around, Rachel. Let's talk about them. Yo, so, let's do it. Who's committing cap shenanigans other than the, the Islanders? Uh, the Blues, the Senators, the Lightning, um, pretty much everyone. Like, I, I can't think of a team that isn't committing caption against right now. So but I have a question. Yeah. Hit me. The Leafs wanted to open their practice facility and the NHL had to create a rule to make sure that that wasn't allowed. And when the Leafs had unsigned RFAs, there were basically people showing up at their houses, staking out to figure out what was happening. But when other teams are breaking the rules and circumventing NHL rules, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Carry on. 
This is the dumbest. Like this, it's literally. This is the dumbest league in the world. Everyone's like, oh, like you always make everything about Toronto. Well, literally the NHL also does that. Well, the, so the, I don't know what to tell you. Like the league wouldn't exist without the Leafs right now, term financially. They wouldn't. Oh my God, no. Not without the Leafs and the Habs. No chance. Well, the, the Leafs prop up your favorite team. Like, not speaking to you, I'm talking to the viewer or the listener. Yeah, or the Leafs and Montreal prop up probably a third of the NHL. Yeah. And then, like, the Blackhawks, Bruins, and Rangers prop up the rest. Hey, man, if you're like, if you're a Columbus Blue Jackets fan and you're happy that Pierre-Luc Dubois just re-signed, congratulations, the Leafs made that happen for you. You're welcome. Yeah, revenue sharing. Yeah. The um, Ottawa Senators literally exist because of those five NHL teams we just talked about. Yeah, money. and we're going to get into why, but let's let's do Hoffman first, because that was, <laughs> he was the biggest name left on there, and this took everyone by surprise. So Mike Hoffman came out of nowhere a couple weeks ago, signed with the St. Louis Blues on a PTO. Now, obviously, I, I think the first instinct for anyone was, yeah. what the fuck? But the second one was, okay, well, there's definitely a deal here, because the Blues are kind of capped out right now, and they got to f- work some things around. Right. So essentially what's happening here is Mike Hoffman and St. Louis have said, okay, like we want to play, like we want to have a contract here, but you can't use LTIR until the first day of the season. Mm -hmm. So they want Mike Hoffman in camp because they want him to learn the systems. They want to get him on a line, like all that stuff. So effectively it's like, this is your thing to come to camp. Right. And then what's his, what's his injury insurance here? You actually don't have, I know. Right, so, so, so like it's, he, it's a it's a huge risk. It's a huge risk for him. Why would he take that? Because otherwise, he doesn't get to play. Yeah, but like, why would? <sighs> it's a weird year, so this is not the year to be asking that question. But no, but it is a it is the year to be asking why would I risk my health and possibly my prime? Like literally, and I know this is like you know doom doom scrolling here, but like or doom casting. I feel like you are going worst case scenario. Well, you have to. That's, There's no preseason games. I know, but let's in camp. You know, he's fighting for a puck battle with an overeager rookie. We saw, dude, we saw, um, fuck, what's his name? We saw a guy end Clark MacArthur's career in a oh, preseason yeah, scrimmage. Then, uh, ben Harper. No, it wasn't Ben Harper. It was someone else. Fuck. I don't it? care. Some. It, the point here is you can't use LTIR until day one of the season. Yeah. Vladimir Tarasenko will go on long-term and IR. Alex, Alex Steen will go yeah. on long-term IR. That is, by my count, a lot of money. $13 million. Yeah. They're not signing Mike Hoffman to $13 million. What they're probably going to do It'll is like a 4. One, 5. one by four to five five. He made 5.17, I think, last year? 5.27? It'll be in that range. He so made 5.187. essentially, they're basically like, Mike, we want you on the team. Mm-hmm. We just got to use LTIR, and Mike Hoffman went, sounds good to me because I'm not getting this money anywhere else. Because that's also the reality is not a lot of teams have money. And they're a contending team. So, yes, you don't get injury assurance and, like, whatever, but for two or a week and a half, that would be a risk I'd be willing to take. For a month-long training camp, not necessarily. If I was Mike Hoffman, I'd be like, I will do this, like, for sure. But, like, I'm going to be on the ice for, like, half the time in practice. You see, you can't do that either. So Why not? That's, it's just not how it works. It's just not how it works. So, because... This is dumb on his part, man. <laughs> well, otherwise he's not going to play, so... He can just train on his own and then sign on the first day of the season. You, you think he will... No team is going to do that. All right, so if Mike Hoffman blows his ACL... Then that's a risk he's willing to take. That's stupid. Okay, well, you are not about to make four and a half million dollars, so I... <laughs> I wish. <laughs> don't know what to tell... I guarantee you, if I walked up and said, you have to come skate with me for a week and a half, and then I'm going to pay you four and a half million dollars... 
A hundred percent, you would do it. Yeah, just with you though. I'm, I, I, my team, whatever. And if you don't, then you're kind of an idiot. Like, because you're not getting this opportunity anywhere else. No other. T- the reason he had to do this is because no other team was willing to do no, it. No, I look. I understand why he's doing it. And but I like I plan my life out. Worst case scenario and worst case. Like, you're a doomsday guy though. Like. A lot of NHL guys aren't, they don't think no, like this. No, they're not this. smart. So it's like, I, I look. I don't even think like this. Really? Yeah. Why not? Because I pay someone to do that That's for true. me. Well, I don't. I pay myself to do that. And I pay myself in depression. Yeah, but you also, like, you have to think about it. For, what no, are I, the I, odds? I know. That what are the that's going to happen. It's just, it, it, it makes me it nervous. It is literally less than 1% that you have a catastrophic injury in camp. Clark MacArthur had a history of concussions. Rachel, I know. But if this happens, I'm going to rub that in your face after morning Mike Hoffman, obviously. Rub that in your face for the rest of our lives. Anyway. You're probably not going to do I that. I know, I know. But, okay. <laughs> the point here is these are sacrifices NHL yes, players have to especially make. especially in a pandemic. Play. Especially, in, like, you gotta, you, you got, look, you're already risking your health by playing sports in a non-bubble at this point. Like, I get it. Yeah. Honestly, I'm a hell of a lot more concerned about, about COVID. catching COVID than I am about tearing my ACL. I've already done that. Thanks. Yeah. Like, I don't really. Okay. Tampa, Ottawa. Wow. We are an hour in. Holy moly. Um, yeah, Tampa Ottawa is hilarious because these, these are two teams that Tampa's circumventing the cap. Everyone knows it. Tampa. I is, love that they casually said uh, Nikita Kucherov is now having surgery and he will miss the regular season. So we're just going to bring him back to the playoffs. It's going to be fine. Tampa's sixteen million dollars over the salary cap. They have sixteen million dollars on projected LTIR, but they, they're making it work. And they've managed to do that while keeping all of their first round picks for the next years, like for the next three years. And you know, as much as it was, you know, he was able to get it back, like. It now goes to show trading Patrick Marlowe's contract for a first round pick. Man, it's Uh, it's tough to see. Not the same. Because they knew Kucherov was playing hurt Mm -hmm. in the playoffs. That's true. Uh, And they likely knew that it would be this way. So this is my this is where I take issue with how things are covered. Okay. It is what Tampa's doing is cap circumvention. Oh, 100%. And anyone who wants to call it anything else is willfully ignorant. But if you can if you can but, do it, do but it. But if you can do it, do it. But why is it okay that Tampa's doing it and no one's making a, a mince meal out of this? But when the Leafs put Joffrey Lupul on Robidaw Island, it and was a, it, it required an, an investigation. Mm-hmm. So again, between the practice facility and this, Brandon Pridham started this trend. Yes. And now other teams are taking advantage of it. It was a huge deal when Toronto has... It's a huge deal when the Leafs do anything because fucking Steve Simmons has to write, like, an op-ed about it. About how Mark Hunter would never allow Yeah, this to exactly. Happen. But, like, what Tampa's doing right now... Like, Nikita Kucherov, I hope he recovers because he's fantastic. He's a star for this league. And I honestly think that, given the option, I don't think Tampa wants to have their best player out for the entirety of the regular season. Like, that's dumb. Yeah, but also like But they, they also have enough. They have the depth to withstand but that. Let's like let's not say that Oh no, they they this is this is a worst case scenario for them, obviously. hundred percent. You'd way rather have Nikita Kucherov in the lineup. He's ba- he's arguably your team MVP maybe behind and Victor Hedman. Let's also not say that they're out of the woods because No. They have a like, lot of they guys. Signed, so they signed Anthony Sorelli and Eric Chernak to sweetheart deals because of course they did. Um 
Gasarelli's four. But like, they're not even. It's not even that much of a sweetheart. It's four point eight. That's almost five, and he's three years. Uh, I would have paid Anthony Sorelli a hell of a lot. But for more a than bridge, that. for a bridge for him, I literally would have walked up to Anthony Sorelli and said, "Here's seven by seven. Well, yeah, but there, but that that's like that's a contract. No, as as a, another team. Like I would have, that yeah. is who, that's who I would have offered. But I'm saying like the, the Islanders, like the report is that they're talking in terms of a bridge for Matt Barzell, like two by two by six. So like two twelve like two twelve I guess. Yeah. Well, Matt Barzell was in a way different tier. I know, but um, that's what I'm saying. This is not much lower than that for a bridge. Like it's like, yes, uh, they're yeah. sweetheart, but they were able to fit them under, but they still like Coleman and, and Goudreau who they paid first round picks for. And I know they won the so cup. So it's worth notice, it. They're UFAs at the end of the year. Sorelli and Chernak's deals add up to about the same of Nikita Kucherov. Of course they do. Of course right? They do. Then they re-sign Sergachev. So th- there's no salary cap in the playoffs. Um, but like their problems don't go away. They go away for this season. But like next season starts in September or October, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Nikita Kucherov is probably not going to have another catastrophic injury. So they're going to have to, what, find someone else to put on LTIR? Well, I hate to tell you, but like... They're going to trade Stamkos. Ev- he has a no-move clause. Yeah, but they were, they were thinking about trading and him before. And he told them to fuck themselves. It's true. So hey, that's t- a no. Tyler Johnson's still on their books. Right. So what I'm saying is, is eventually there's going to come a time where you're not going to be able to put Kucherov, Stamkos, Hedman, or Vasilevsky on long-term IR. Mm-hmm. Because those are the four big contracts that they have. They already, I believe, had to move out... Kalorn? Did they move out Kalorn? No, no they he's moved still out there. Paquette. Yeah. Coburn. Mm-hmm. And this is also... So we talk about Tampa cheating and cap circumventing at the top end. Let's talk about who they traded with cheating at the bottom end. Which I... I that the is... That's, 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 about to ice a roster where they, in cash, will probably pay out $25 million. That's way more shameless, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, circuit, uh, it's like, way worse. Because, like, we look at the Derek Stepan deal. So the... The Senators acquired Stepan for a 2021 second round pick, I think. Right. So his cap hits six five. But he's making his, two million. His actual dollars are two million. Yes. Which um, is the which is exactly So the Sens and Lightning made a trade is Cobert and Paquette and a pick. Who Cobert and Paquette will play for the Sens. Oh yeah. Because they're, they're be, that fucking They're bad. gonna be important. <laughs> and they're and they traded Nilsson and Gabarik, who they already said aren't gonna play. And this is where I think the adjustment needs to be made. Okay. In the cap language. Okay. If you acquire a player, you cannot immediately put them on LTIR. They have to play games for your hockey club. Yep. You can't be acquiring long-term injured reserve. Like, the Lightning should not be able to acquire Henrik Zetterberg, mm-hmm. Pavel Datsuk. Yeah. Like, you should not be allowed to do that. So, if, you, if Nikita Kucherov gets hurt and you want to put him on long-term injured reserve... That's okay, because he actually got hurt playing for your hockey team. Winning a cup for them. And now requires long-term injured reserve. You should not be able to trade for players. Like, the Leafs should not have been able to trade for Nathan Horton. Long-term injured reserve is there for when a player, is there for when a player is sidelined for, the, for an entire year. and For a, the foreseeable future. For the foreseeable future, an unplayable injury, possibly career-threatening injury, and... A team goes well. We need help with this. It's it's the same thing. The NBA has a disabled player exception, right? So it, what it for. should not be is you should not be able to trade for LTIR. So what it should have been is you could trade for Nilsson and Gabrick, but unless they play X amount of games for you, they are not eligible for LTIR for your team. They're eligible for LTIR for Ottawa, yeah. 
but you can't trade LTIR. That's what I think is the, that would be what I'm most pissed off about in terms of cap circumvention. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really happy when the Leafs did it either because I'm like, that's cheating. Like, but if you can, but but it's a loophole that exists right now. Exactly, and that's a huge loophole they can close. Exactly. So the thing is, is like, if you're able to to operate within the rules, even though it's a loophole, it's within the rules. Then, like for example, the the Sean Avery waving a stick in front of Martin Broder. That I'm, was within the rules at the time. I'm pissed that they that they outlawed that because it's within the rules of the time. There's nothing you can complain about. It's it's the Airbud. It's it's the Airbud argument. Where, show me in the rules where where it says a golden retriever is not allowed to be my point guard. Right. Exactly. So we can do that. Like if you're within the rules, you should. But then we talk about the spirit of the rule, and we talk nah, about this with offside all the, the time. But the spirit of the rule is so like it's all you. It, it's all so subjective. So they need to just change the rule, is what I'm saying. Exactly. If the player has not played games for your organization the previous season, their LTIR thingy is not eligible for you. You may not use it. If I'm an owner, I'm like, I'm paying, and I'm looking at my GM, I'm like, if you're not doing everything within your power, within the within the framework of the rules yeah, to get fine. this done, then then you're not doing your job. Right, like you're in and pursuit my of, point no, no. is they're doing that right now, yes. but that should be it, taken away. It should away. be taken out, but I don't, but I commend, I commend Tampa for doing this because... In the same way we commended the Leafs for doing it. Exactly, that. but like they were, they were, sh- everyone was like, there's no way they can get out of this. And they found a way to get out of it. And look, that, like hate it or not, that's impressive. They were able to, they were literally in an almost unwinnable situation and they managed to essentially keep their exact same roster. Right. And so, like, I, I do think we're coming to a point in the very near future based on talking to people that yeah. this is not going to be allowed. It, it can't. Like, it can't be allowed. It, people were not happy when the Leafs did it. And now that Tampa has done it the year they won the cup. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna fly. I'm more, but I am more pissed about what Ottawa's doing because that's just shameless, and that's like that's like regressive for the league. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Like Imagine being Thomas Shabbat, Brady Kachuk, even Tim Stutzler. Like you're seeing this kind of nonsense from your owner and GM. Like, oh, we don't want to pay people. Like Brady Kachuk is gonna be good enough. Brady Kachuk, Kachuk and Tim Stutzler are gonna be good enough that they're probably going to be making double digits at some point. Absolutely. But if you're if you're a player, and and this, Eugene Melnick cannot afford that, of course. But if you're a player, and the sen- and like literally the sentiment from your owner is, I'm not willing to financially commit to contention. Like then, that how how what does that Eugene do for morale? Melnick just needs to go. Like it's I, it's absurd. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's that's captioning ends. Let's get into the the juiciness. Let's I'm. I'm going to make the, the Popeye's chicken sandwich from scratch tonight. That's my, I'm getting really into cooking. And those, those, those. I'm probably just going to order it. Those thighs are going to be juicy. And the only thing juicier than what I'm going to make tonight is some of this drama. So. Patrick, du, uh, Patrick, Pat, Patrick Dubois. Pat, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bingo. Patrick Line should be traded for Pierre-Luc Dubois. Not one for one. I would not do that one for one, no. There should be, it, it makes sense. Dubois, Dubois dad works for the Jets. Okay, so let's get into... Okay, let's get into Dubois first. No, no, no. Let's do the timeline. Okay, okay. Patrick yeah. Line, very the clearly... The Line timeline? No, no, no. We're going to do this in order. Okay, I'm going to lay right. this out for you. All right, Because I have that stupid-ass memory that people like to make fun of. Teach me. Let's go. Okay, so Patrick Line, things have not gone well in Winnipeg. No. He's scored 40 goals once. Things have not gone well. That was, that was for working. everyone trumpeting him to be the next Ovechkin, he sure as shit hasn't been that. 
I also think that playing him on the third line is potentially not the best use of his talent, but nevertheless. Mike Liute, who represents Patrick Laine, came out and said it would be best for both sides to find Patrick a new place to play. This was not a secret. This was a long time ago. At least he didn't Photoshop a picture. Right. So that was said. Last week, Pierre-Luc Dubois, it was leaked at 9 a.m. by Pierre Lebrun, which is brilliant on Pat Brisson's part, um, that Pierre-Luc Dubois wants out of Columbus for whatever the reasons may be, right? And we can get into those. Two hours and 13 minutes later, Columbus tweeted out that they had signed Dubois to, I believe it's two years. Two years of five million. Five million. That's a good bridge deal for Dubois. Oh, yeah. I think that that's perfectly on value for a bridge. That doesn't change that he probably still doesn't want to be there. I mean, it's So now we're talking about two players who were drafted directly one after the other. If you remember, Lion A was two, Dubois was three, and Pooley Harvey was four. Hilarious. Um, All three are disgruntled with their current situations. It's great. Incredible. Um, And... Now you point out that, so Pierre-Luc Dubois' father works in the Winnipeg organization, and the Blue Jackets have been interested in Patrick Lyon. They poked around. They have definitely done more than poked around. There's some rumblings. Yes. Some chatter, even. So, what do we have here? We have two disgruntled young players who think it would be beneficial if they were to move on from their organizations. Mm -hmm. Excellent. They're both signed for, I believe, the next two years. They're at least signed for this year, so whatever. Excellent. We've got that. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois' father works in Winnipeg. Excellent. Columbus has a Finnish GM and has interest in Patrick Laine. And also, what does Columbus sorely need? Why don't you tell us, Rachel? Scoring. Mm-hmm. And what what is, does Patrick Laine do exclusively? Scoring. Definitely not defending. I'll Definitely not defending. They have enough defending yeah. with, like, Felino and whomever the fuck else. It's fine. <laughs> Gavrik. Gavorik, however you yeah, pronounce Gavrikov. it. Gavrikov. Gavrikov. That's a defenseman. There we go. But they have enough defensive forwards. It's fine. So Columbus needs scoring. Dubois wants to change the scenery and his dad works in the organization. That kind of seems like a match made in heaven. Does it? Yeah. I honestly think one of... I think that something that's holding this back is the quarantine situation. You think so? Yes. Okay. Because Dubois does not need a visa. No. Line A would need a visa. Dubois would not need a visa. So you're already over one hurdle there. Mm-hmm. Dubois could come home, be in his seven-day quarantine, test... Negative four times, off we go. Line A would need a visa, right? It's a little bit more difficult, and we've but already, he already has a contract. Yeah, but we've already discussed that. And you're allowed, so the way that NHL visas work are super weird. Um, you already have to have like a, a, a special, I believe it's a P1 okay. visa to be on a Canadian team, but be playing in the US because technically you're making money there and you got to file taxes every which way. Like, I had to file New Jersey taxes and Canadian taxes. Yeah, that's crazy. Which sucked, mm-hmm. right? So Line A already is known within that system, 
and he already has a contract. So it's not like Jesper Bratt where there is no contract so the work visa expired mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Because your work visa only goes as long as your contract, which is an underrated thing in this whole process. So I think that in a regular year, this may have already been further down the line. Mm -hmm. I do wonder, though, because once a player gets disgruntled, and it's very clear in both cases that this is oh, the both case. These, look, did you see Line's media availability? That's exactly what I was referring he, to. That, that's the Matt Duchesne picture. Yeah. So it, it clearly looks as if neither player is super happy with their situation. And at that point, the value gets driven down on mm -hmm. both commodities. So it might actually be worthwhile to trade them for each other. Well, I think you kind of kill all the birds you need to with one stone. Yeah. Like, it kind of solves both teams' problems. It solves so, both teams' morale problems. I don't, like... So, so Winnipeg, because Brian Little is now out, mm -hmm. not allowed to play anymore because yes. of his head and neck, Winnipeg has a hole at center. Mm -hmm. What is Pierre-Luc Dubois? He plays center. He's a very good center. He's very good center. And he's young. Yes. Uh, Columbus cannot score to save their lives. All Patrick Laine does is score. Excellent. Good. They're both the same age. Perfect. Click. Check that one off. They're both signed. Excellent. Check that one off. Like To the same term? No. No. Dubois has got an extra year because he just signed this year. Right. But still, like, it, it the cap the cap hits are relatively similar. Everything's the same. What? Line, didn't Line sign for, like, five-something? Uh, Line is, I believe, six, seven, six, seven, five. He's six seven five for this year, and he's an RFA next year. Um with arbitration rights. With arbitration rights. Yes. Very interesting. Yeah, he's six seven five. So like, not exactly you know breaking even there on the cap stuff, but it's but you're yeah, it's one more and year. Both teams have the cap space. Exactly. It so, makes a lot of sense. It does. I just wonder if this the world we're be. living living in right now. <laughs> the uh, world we're living in. Yeah, the world we are world. living in right now. Yes. Is hindering this. Oh, for sure. It, it, the world we're living in right now is hindering everything. Um, at a certain point, just move on from this guy. Like, Jesus Christ. This they is both. Been, no, but this has been happening for so long. I'm so sick of when situations like this play out. Like, it's just, it's creating rot within that organization. Well, yeah, because then you're going to have guys like Blake Wheeler and Mark Shifley who... They're not happy with Line A. ...are frustrated in the same way they were with Evander Kane when yes. he was pulling all his nonsense. Um, and then you have Jack Roslovic also in Winnipeg who wants out, did not even show up to camp. Like there's a lot happening. And what I is, think that what's up with Winnipeg. I think that no matter what the uh, circumstances are with the pandemic, you're not going to get the most out of these players. And this is a year where both Columbus and Winnipeg need to get the most out of their top end players you have like you have a limited window like you the, your window is mark shifley your window is mark shifley but also like they they have a decent team like the the jets when just on paper like they were able to get you know paul stastny who may not be what he once was but that's a serviceable player that's a like, serviceable that's a player contributing that, player that fills a need if he's replacing brian little that fills a need um kyle connor obviously just resigned but like you've got blake wheeler you got mark shifley Ehlers, but then Perot's UFA at the end of this year, Lowry's UFA at the end of this year, Cops and RFA. Uh, you know, they have all these guys, Rosovic. Yeah, like, okay, so the, the point here is they have a good team. They do. And so. There's no need to continue a saga where someone 
who is a top-end player for you, is clearly disgruntled and isn't going to perform their best. I can tell you as someone who, like, anyone will tell you this. If you are not happy in the organization that you are in, you it shows in your work. You mm-hmm. can work as hard as you want, but no matter what, it will not be the best of your ability because your heart is just not there. So if their hearts aren't there, they need to move on. Speaking of moving on. Look, man, I know that too well, currently. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of moving on, Kasperi Kapanen oh my moved God. on to Pittsburgh okay. and clearly isn't even there right this now. Is, this, <laughs> is, this was the topic that I wanted to talk about most. This is the Pittsburgh Penguins, specifically Kasperi Kapanen. Right. Unbelievable. This I, whole Pittsburgh situation is fucking incredible. But specifically Kapanen. Because I want to, like, this is my time to shine now. Because Kasperi Kapanen was traded not like he was he was essentially traded from Toronto yes because he was sort of he had you know he had a movable cap hit but it was just it was too much sort of a luxury he was traded because he was not a serviceable professional for the Leafs everyone knows you know that we talked about on this podcast he overslept a noon practice you know he he, he's there's so many other things they're just out in the ether and so the Leafs they trade him and Pittsburgh gives up a king's ransom for real they gave up a first round pick in a very deep draft class that the Leafs spent on a guy who's friggin' tearing it up this year, both at the World Juniors. Mm, not at the World Juniors. He's been good at the he's World Juniors. He's been girl, okay, yeah, but he's, he's also, you know, what, 19, 18, and he's been doing really well in the KHL. Yeah. Also, Philip Hollander, who's one of the top prospects, who was one of the top prospects in, in, in their system. In their system. And base and and David Rosowski. So matter. they basically traded for a guy to be on Sidney Crosby's wing. Yes. And then said guy was not there for camp. Okay, so they they traded. Okay, let's break it down here because they traded a guy. They traded they traded for a guy to be on Sidney Crosby's wing, and the reason why he got traded is a because of professional issues. Right, and, and we broke this trade down. Like we, we don't did. need to get so deep. And but- B because he's he has an established track record in the NHL of not being able to play with superstar centers. Right. And they, they, they gave up a King's ransom for him for the sole purpose of playing him with one of their superstar centers, which is stupid. Even, even on like, even in, 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 out, in the outright. Okay. Yeah. So then fast forward a long time, a long time. This happened. This trade happened during the playoffs. In like September. Right. Fast forward four months months, and Kasperi Kapanen is still in Finland due to an immigration issue. Amazing. He has a place in Pittsburgh. He was already there. He was there. He has a place in both. He has a place here. In Toronto, he has a place in Pittsburgh. He has a place. He has two centers of operation (laughs) in North America. And... It is a long it, look. We've we've seen a lot. We've seen guys come over. Wait, dude, Miko Lettinen pulled out of the KHL season while leading all defense while in the top five in all players in, in scoring, scoring. Yeah, to come and train just to be here. So, the Kapanen thing is it is not good. It's absurd. We it have is, to wait for more to come out to really kind of analyze what the hell is going on. But even so, they do that. So Kapanen's not there. We don't know. We don't know what the immigration issue is. Issue be. is yeah. We don't know if he's going to be here for like. Look, tra- games start in what nine days? Yes. Eight days. Nine days. Nine days. 
who knows if if you can leap that immigration hurdle in nine days? These are the these are the penguins' lines in training camp without Kapanen. And, which is okay, this is what I they're will gonna, preface this by saying training camp lines mean sweet fuck all. Exactly, but the lines specifically are not the ones. Not is not what I'm talking about. It's the it's the the amount of it's the pl- depth of players they have to just read the top to two draw lines. for. Crosby, Gensel, Evan Rodriguez. Not good. Evan Rodriguez was part of that cro- that captain yes, trade. I'm aware. And is on. I'm no. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the listener. And but is like, and is on league bin. It's bad. Like that's. It's really bad. But then Malcolm. That seems like a placeholder thing, though. Yeah, for captain. But yes. but if he's not there, that's what they're gonna have to run out. No, I think they'll do shuffling. Okay, so Evan there. Rodriguez is going to be playing in your top six no matter what. No. Maybe top nine. You want, top nine. You want him in your top nine? No. Exactly. And then their second line's pretty good, Malkin, Zucker, Rust. But then their third line. Yeah, see, like Rust would move up to six. Exactly. But then, but then you have Brandon Rust on your first line. Brian, he's, or Brian Rust, sorry. That's Rust, Gensel, Crosby is a fantastic line. Yeah. But then, but then you, have to, you have to plug in someone below With that. Malkin. Then right. you have to put yeah, that's what fine. Brandon Tanev with Malkin. That's not ideal. Exactly. Then their their third line is Jankowski, Lafferty, McCann. McCann's great, but you, yeah, you'd move McCann. Yeah, to... it's uh, Kapanen fumbling the bag again, again. It, like you, I'm honestly like so tired of talking about Kasperi Kapanen. <sighs> Like, for someone who isn't a superstar, I'm so tired of his shit. He'll never be a superstar. He's never been a superstar. He'll he won't never even be a, be a star. He won't even be a star. He'd be lucky if he's in the NHL in six years. This guy, this guy, the amount of headaches, it's not worth it. I don't care how fucking fast you are. I don't care. I don't care if you're Jesus Christ yourself. If you're putting this much headache, and especially for a guy like Jim Rutherford, who sh- who's, you know, the seasoned hockey man, who should be... Who's literally in his late 70s. Is, is, who, should have, who should have no time for this. I guarantee you, when they, when they, when they uh, acquired Kapanen, they definitely had a conversation strictly about, get your shit together, kid. We have a lot riding on you here, and we paid a big price for you. And we're and not even in the, the first... Fir- at the first chance at the first opportunity that he would have to prove them right to prove their investment worthwhile he fucks it again this guy i don't how does this keep happening how does a human being keep doing this i don't get it i needed to get that out of my system but it doesn't even stop there and okay so this is the last time we are having a rant about kapanen on this podcast absolutely we're done for a while because it seems like Every single time he is involved, it's a mess. It's negative. That's all well, that needs to it's be said. It's a mess. You're right. It's, it's, a not mess. Even, it's not even negative. It's it's messy. It's Kasperi Kapanen. It's a mess. It's One is the other. The theme of the they po- are the same. The theme of the podcast. It's avoidable. Yes. It's all avoidable. And when a, when a situation comes up that's not avoidable, all you can really do is shrug your shoulders, get mad about it, you get over it. But when you fuck up and it's avoidable, that's where the problems come in. Speaking of things that are avoidable, Cody, Cece, and Mike Matheson are playing together. That I, I honestly think they did that to fuck with analytics people. And that's I honestly, I will tell you this. I feel like they probably did that, right? <laughs> I'm telling you this. It is a troll job. It has to be. It's a troll job, and I feel like a lot of people are reading into it. And like I personally, other than mentioning it, don't even want to spend any time on it because it's a troll job. And yet, I would not be shocked. In the slightest, if we see that as their as their third pairing, I wouldn't be either. But it's also like neither of the we broke both of those moves down in, when it happened in disgusting and it's not, detail. Like, they're not even worth talking about. Like they're bad. But it's so funny. It's so funny, Rachel. It's not though. Like it's literally just 
dumb. It's wasting a year of Crosby's prime and Malkin's prime for They're sure. They're not in their prime. Well, it's wasting it's wasting a year of their career then. Yes. But like I just think that a lot of people spend a lot of energy worrying about the five, six defensemen when the reality of the situation is if your team is good enough, you needn't worry about the five and six defensemen. But you also the know problem that- you have is that Pittsburgh isn't good enough anymore. No. And so what they they did do a good thing. Yes. Which I very good thing. Yes. Like which I think more people should be focused on than CC Matheson because in the grand no, scheme of things, they're not relevant. But it's more fun. But I, like, I'm telling you with my whole heart, <laughs> that doesn't even function properly right now. <laughs> I couldn't care less. But that's the fun part. Because look, they signed John Marino for six years at, I think, what, 4.4? 4.6? 4.4. That's a fantastic deal. Y- yes. Like, John Marino He's a top should four have been. I believe he was in the top five for the Calder voting last year. John Marino did not get a lot of love. He had some of the best defensive metrics in the entire NHL last yeah, year. And, and if you actually watched him too, like he was really good defending yeah. the rush, making breakout passes. Like he is your prototypical modern day NHL defenseman. Latang replacement, maybe? Potentially. Like- and they have him for six years at a, at a controlled hit. That's I good. I honestly think that that's a fantastic... Like, if they would have bridged him, that could have been a could be messy. whole other issue in a few years. So I think they did a good job of potentially avoiding future issues with fantastic. a defenseman. So signing John Marino... What would that? What would we classify that deal as? Tied to business. There we go. Shirts available on redbubble.com slash pod. Exactly. And so I think that signing Marino kind of at least gives you some stability at the front end of that defense core. And it is likely that Marino and Latang play f- like between the two of them, 40 of the 60 minutes. Yeah. Like they're not going to be paired together. So it's highly like, actually they could end up playing f- 47 of the 60 minutes, which is why I don't think that talking about Cody CC and Mike Matheson is important, nor a good use of my time. But it's important. It's important, at least for Matheson, because he's signed for another six years at, I think it's 4.8. Yeah, but we broke down that trade yeah, already. But, but the fact that they're playing these two guys together, like... It's a troll job. It, that's all it is. But it's absurd. It's a troll job. It has to be. I would hope so. Because if that... If, if Sidney Crosby's looking back at his defense core on the first night of the year being like, all right, I'm going to waste a year of, of, I could be one of the best, if not the best players to play this game. And I'm looking back at this and I got fucking Cody CC make doing a gift. Uh, okay. But I will also say this, like Cody CC got ripped in Toronto defensively. He's not as terrible. Like I will and- not, I will not accept any Cody CC, um, like caveats here. He was fucking horrible. Well, yeah, he was also playing in the top four. He's not going to do that in Pittsburgh. I know. Thank God. But so we also have to talk about quality of teammate oh. and quality of competition here. Yeah, his quality of teammate is Mike Matheson. Right, but his quality of competition is significantly less. Yes, which is important if we're going to talk no, about absolutely. But like, it's just you have this guy in your book. I forever. think Cody Cece was like the whipping boy this past year. He earned it, man. But he also, the problem you have 
is he was such a whipping boy that no one saw any like you couldn't see anything past that. No, he 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 had good moments. That that But it's know. not even good moments. There were actual underlying defensive metrics that he was good in. That got overshadowed by the fact that what you saw with your eyes was him missing the net by three feet. I hate to break it to you, but Cody Cece is not paid to contribute offensively. And if he is, that's a big fucking issue. He was paid on Ottawa to contribute offensively. Well, he wasn't on Ottawa last year, was he? And he was paid $4.5 million by the Leafs last year to contribute offensively. No, he was not paid to contribute offensively. Well, if you're getting paid $4.5 million, you better contribute something. And he didn't. Uh, I would disagree. You might not be... Really? I, I would disagree. You're going to pay a guy $4.5 million to score one goal? That, you, do you know how much the commodity of a defenseman right now? Yeah, do you know that you have to score more goals than the other team to win a game? Yes. Do you know that he was actually, by defensive metrics, one of the better Leafs defensemen last year? Because they That were, is the lowest bar in the world to clear, Rachel. They were all bad. He didn't, they had to sign him to that. They couldn't sign him to anything less. I know, but... Which is my then point. Don't put, then don't put him in the deal. Would you rather have Nikita fucking Zaitsev? No, absolutely not. Exactly. So you get rid of six and this years all of... Comes, this all comes back to it being Lule Morello's fault. Okay, but we're past that. <laughs> no, this we're is, not. I'm no. never going to be past okay, that. Okay, so this is what I fucking hate Hit me. about Leafs fans. Okay. I absolutely despise it, and all of you do it, and it drives me <laughs> mental, and I want to smash all of your faces. It drives me do it. fucking insane. Give it to him. Why Tell him. is Kyle Dubas at fault? For what Lou Lamorello did. What Dubas did was get rid of a Lamorello error, okay? Yeah. For one year. So all of you just had to survive one year of Cody Cece to not ever have to watch Nikita Zaitsev play hockey in a Leaf uniform again. You did it. You made it. It really isn't that bad, guys. No. So to be ripping apart the fact that Cody Cece was playing for the Leafs last year and saying he did absolutely nothing positive, I'm sorry, but that's factually incorrect. My And if you have to give up a year at 4.5 yes. of Cody Cece to make sure that you don't have to pay Nikita Zaitsev five whatever for six more years, then you do it and you don't even think twice no, no, about you hit, it. You, you pull the trigger on that. My any, any, any exasperation I had with Cody Cece last year wasn't directed at him. It, because look, he's a hockey. But you he, can't be mad at, mad at someone who isn't even here anymore. No. Oh, I can be mad. Okay, well that's idiotic. I'm sorry to tell you. I'm very dumb, Rachel. We've been over this. Okay, can we like not talk about Cody <laughs> Cece? Like, first of all, I coach his younger brother. Yeah, I know. So that you, might be a little bit behind why you're defending him here too. Uh no, Cole and I have had this discussion of yeah. I don't think your brother is in the right position to succeed. Oh, and I'm sure Cody Cece was like I'm not in the right position to succeed here. Right, but I'm also not naive to the fact that a defenseman cannot be good offensively yes. and still contribute. But you also have to... He wasn't very good last year, but he also wasn't the worst defenseman in the NHL. Oh, no. That's Jack, that's Jack Johnson's music, for sure. Like, this is the thing. is like we're comparing Cody Cece to Jack Johnson. The two are not the same. No, but at the same time, like I, pairing him with Mike Matheson is hilarious. wants to see what Jack Johnson would look like in a Leaf uniform, just so I could then tweet at yeah. all of these idiots, you all hated Cody Cece, here's your fucking meal. Mm -hmm. Why don't you deal with this? Because it would be a mess, and people would be asking for Cody Cece to come back over Jack Johnson. It's That's the, how bad he is. It's the wrong, well, 
it's literally the the de-evolution of the Ron Hainsey argument. Everyone was complaining about Ron Hainsey in, in, in the Leafs' top four. They're like, oh, he's terrible. Get rid right, of him. Right, now you have Cody Ceci. And then you have Cody Ceci, and you're like, oh my God, Ron, come back. And then if you downgrade from Ceci to Johnson, we're like, oh my God, Cody, come back. It it, it happens. Anyway. Yeah, the point is, is a player can have po- like be a positive player, and you don't necessarily see that in points. Speaking of teams that have a disconnect with where they are on their, uh, uh, I guess, calendar of contention... The Montreal Canadiens signed Corey Perry one year, seven hundred. I think it was seven hundred fifty grand. The only opinion I have on this is it's going to make the North Division very entertaining. So my favorite thing about this is everyone's lauding this as like as completely you know applicable. Like everyone's looking at this at, in the sense that Wayne Simmons and Corey Perry are the same player. They're not. Wayne Simmons is three years younger. And objectively, Corey Perry was a better hockey player at the height of his career. Oh, oh he my won god! The fucking he won the, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, he scored fifty goals. At the same time, Corey Perry had a terrible lead year last year. So did Wayne Simmons. Yeah, but if you look at the two, Wayne Simmons had a better year that he scored. Yes. Wayne Simmons had like 28 points last year. Corey Perry had five goals and 21 points. He had a good playoffs, but... Which is what Montreal got him for. Oh, 100%. But, like, the Edmonton Oilers also paid Fernando Pasani a lot after, you know, a oh good god, playoffs. Oh my god, I forgot that person like, Exactly. It's... It, it, Honestly, I feel like a lot of people are reading into what Montreal did, and maybe we can get into this next week when we do the preview, but Montreal did not get that much better, guys. They didn't. Thank you. Tyler Toffoli, objectively fantastic. Maybe my favorite of the offseason. Getting Jake Allen in the stability and net with an older Carey Price. Good. Dollar-wise, no, but good. Good long-term play. Chess moves, yes. Yes, very good. Josh Anderson, Signing him for seven years after he scored one goal in an injury riddled year. I saw this argument the other day and it was like, oh, look, the Habs are much deeper than the Leafs. I'm like, are, are you fucking, fucking kidding me? New here? Who said that? Who said that? Grant McKegg, which. Are, okay, um, no, he doesn't count. He's, he's a, We call him Grant in our yeah. Slack chat. Grant McKegg is, is not a real person. He's a bot. So like Corey Perry, is he going to bring leadership? Yes. Is he going to be a pain in the ass to play against? Yes. But he's not bringing this offensive prowess that he had eight years ago. Like, he's going to be... If This is what you all should take from this. Corey Perry is going to be entertaining when he plays against the Kachucks, against Wayne Simmons. Like, that is what I'm here for. I don't give a shit about anything else. Um, but let's talk about man on the bingo card. My favorite. Because... My favorite. It was tweeted out... Incredible. ...on Monday that... Tony D'Angelo will be moving to the left to start the season, to which my reaction was, Tony D'Angelo is not moving to the left. I want to applaud, take a second to applaud Tony D'Angelo for his, you know, remarkable change in ideological stance. Because this is a guy, you know, he, he was trying to host the, you know, Brendan and Tony racism hour. He was, he was you know, all about uh, uh, mocking, you know, immigrants and saying COVID's a hoax and big Trump support, all that kind of stuff. And yet in the last few months, in the last, in the year of 2020, the guy has kneeled on national television after being crossed up by Sebastian, Sebastian Ajo. Ajo, but he kneeled on national television and now he's moving to the left. It's cr- wow. Good for him. Personal growth. Just shows that you can teach a racist dog oh, I new will, tricks. I will <laughs> say this. Tony D'Angelo playing the left side will not go well. Uh, Tony D'Angelo in his He's own end He's an offensive defenseman. Well. He is not a good defenseman. He's an offensive defenseman. He He's actually the opposite forward. of Cody Cece. He should probably be a forward. <laughs> yes. 
Um, so when you ask an offensive defenseman who isn't known for defense, like we're not, this is not Chris Letang. No. Right? This is not Victor Hedman or anybody, Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes, who could play their offsides mm-hmm. if they needed to and still contribute. It is objectively difficult to play your offhand side. Yeah. And, like, even just your offside, what you're not used to playing, it's objectively difficult to do that. And if you already suck at D, it's even harder. Look, we've been, we've been experimenting putting switching me from the left wing to the right wing on, in with the Dangle Navy, and it has fucked with my brain. I can't do it. And that's in a video game, and I'm not a professional athlete. Like... Like, Tony D'Angelo is already bad at playing defense. He's fantastic offensively. That part's not up for debate. We're not, yeah, we're not But defensively, that. like, in your own zone is where handedness actually matters for the ability to make the breakout pass, mm. the ability to pick the puck up on the boards on your forehand yeah. as opposed to your backhand. The way you turn, the, the routes that you take are all related to your handedness. And so in a shortened season, in a division that is that has its fair share of superstars, like there's a fair chance that he gets made to look real silly a real few bad. times. And oh, yeah. I, for one, am here for that. Me too. Let's get into the Kovalev shift, shall we? Kovalev was a great shot. Scores! Alex Kovalev! It's Kovalev! Kovalev scores! Oh, Rachel, what are you mad about this week? Did you know they're putting ads on helmets? I think everyone's been really rational about it online, so I haven't even noticed it. Did you know that we're in a pandemic and revenue is um, short? No, Rachel, I just like to be alone 99.9% of my life (laughs) for fun. Okay. I like to forget what the touch of another human being feels like, just for fun. So did you also know that um, if you don't have fans in your building, that it's hard to generate Revenue? I'm learning so much today because I did not know that. Wow. Okay. So. Big if true. Big if true. Um, it's actually funny that this is happening because um, when I mad? was doing my sports. It's funny to you? Yes. Mm-hmm. When I was doing my sports business degree, we actually discussed what would happen if a situation arose that the NHL or any sports team could not have fans, right? But we specifically focused on the NHL because the NHL is what we call a gate-driven league, which means the majority of their revenue comes from gate revenue. Yes. Which, when you fucking charge $300 a ticket, looking at you, Toronto, New York, and Montreal, Mm -hmm. that's where the revenue comes from. Yeah. Okay? So if you can't have gate, you're going to lose the majority of your revenue. Which is a what? It's a bad thing. It's a problem. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you have a TV deal. You have two. You have... Canadian one, which is a fixed amount of income. And it's a lot. Five billion. And then you have the US one, which is up after this year, I believe. Mm -hmm. And so you get money from that. That's fine. You have merchandise. That's fine. You have well-marketed players. Uh... Sorry, I lied. You don't have that. No, you have Kevin Hayes as your sixth best center, according right. to fans. Right. So, how do you, we recoup some of the money? You brand the divisions, 
and you put ads where it's the least intrusive way possible. They're not on right. and the NBA has ads I have on a question jerseys. For you. Hit me. So I'm assuming at one point in your life you've watched the World Juniors. Oh yeah. Have you ever noticed that the front of their helmets has a giant TELUS ad for Team Canada? No, I've noticed that. Um, but shockingly, this might come as a shock to you. It's never ruined my life. Like, do you forget about it most of the time? I, the fact, when you told me that, I, in my mind, I was like, oh yeah, they do. Like, the USA has Chipotle written across the front of their helmets. Seems to not impede anything. The NBA have ads on their jerseys. On the actual jerseys. And no one cares. People actually, like, when I create... I actually forgot about that momentarily. Exactly. When I create, like, when I create a team, an expansion team in 2K, I, I have the option of just, like, no, keep it pure. No, I pick an ad because I, it's now the style. Okay, so I, I would say this. I TikTok every time. I don't love ads on jerseys. No, no, but... I would prefer... Okay, so... I like making let's money, get though. In that, let's get into the helmet ads. Hmm. Because there's been some interesting discourse on it. So what I would say is if I'm doing a helmet ad, we went and we discussed this in class too. Like, how could you go about doing that? And the World Juniors is a great example. You do it across the front of the helmet mm -hmm. where like it would normally say like Bauer or CCM or whatever. Like Warrior. Jofa. Okay, you do it across the front of the helmet. Yeah. The number goes on the top. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't impede you, Mr. Photographer, that was yelling at me on Twitter yesterday. I like I don't putting an ad on the front of the helmet like you could still put the number on that little like forehead part or like top of the head part and you could still see it and if you can't it's really not what? my fucking you, problem. You have the number on the back of the helmet on the front of the helmet on each arm and on the back of the jersey. Yeah, like I don't What else do you need, man? Yeah. So right now they're taking the team logos off the sides of the helmets and putting the the logos there. I actually think it might be a better idea for them to put the the lo keep the logos where they are on the helmets and put the giant logo at the front of the helmet nah. because when you no but listen okay so when you take photos of players that appear in newspapers you ideally want their faces yeah to see okay well to get their face what way does their head need to be facing it needs to be looking at you which means you're not going to see the sides of the helmet so from an ad perspective I actually might get better value out of my ad being on the front of the helmet because in all of the pictures the players faces are forward and the goal scoring angles are taken from that angle but then ccm's pissed ccm has fucking ads everywhere yeah but but ccm isn't pissed or it's actually Bauer's, bauer bauer would be pissed bauer's not pissed at the world juniors they're fine with it yeah but they probably have worked out a financial settlement there Okay. Then you work out one is there Then too. you work. But what I'm saying is, is the opportunity mm -hmm. for you to have more eyeballs on your ads is greater if the ads are on the front of the helmet. I would also say, but even the side, like a lot of newspaper shots, they're not of one player. They're of action shots. And if it's an action shot, you usually see one player with, with facing the camera and a lot, like four or five other players inside profile. So you get all of those ads as yeah, well. Yeah, that's fair. So there's a lot of... I just think with like close-ups that you're going to use yeah, yeah. for like autographs and yeah, stuff yeah. like that, it's it not going to be the size of the helmet. I think, I think that they've done, like the NHL, different teams have done in different ways. Like, like the Penguins ads, it's a different color than the helmet. It's huge. So I can see, like, I'm not complaining, obviously, but that's like, you know, it, it, it's, it's noticeable. The Leafs, theirs is... 
seamless. Okay, I don't love the, the red, red on yeah. the white helmet. Not a huge fan of that, but I get it. From a branding perspective, yeah, I get it. Yeah, exactly. It's at supposed the, to stand out, guys. Like, that's kind at of the At the same time, too, you will forget it exists Within right two away. games. Dude, uh, people don't... People people might... This might be a shock the, to people. The Pittsburgh ones, you will not, though. Those no, 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 are no, obnoxious. They'll be there forever. But the people might... You know, this might shock people. AHL teams have ads on their helmets. I covered the Marlies for three years, and I straight up forgot that they had... I can't even remember what the it's ad McDonald's. is. It's McDonald's. No, it's not. It's, it's, um. They it's have a, McDonald's on the back. On the back. But yeah. there's a, uh, 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 it's a vision thing. Oh, right. Yeah. It's something like a. Yeah, vision tech or something like that. Yeah. Not, not that. It but literally doesn't impede. It doesn't impede your, your per- viewing no. experience whatsoever. And most teams like this, this is as good as you could pop. I think it's the most, the least intrusive Oh, they it's completely unintrusive. It's so unintrusive. It doesn't it doesn't sully the the grandeur or the the mystique of the uniform. It might even be it might be a one a year great, thing. It might not. Right. Who knows? But I think it personally, in my opinion, I think it's better than putting it on the front of the helmet, just because it, at least from a front profile, it's not intrusive. It still looks the same as other years, whatever. But having a little Scotiabank logo on the side of the helmet, whereas... It's I, not like Pittsburgh, where it's like completely Pittsburgh's obnoxious. Is huge. That's re- Pittsburgh like is ridiculous. Like, at least make it... What, my point was, if you're going to have helmet like or things make on it, the side, make it the same size as the logo was. Or make it color scheme. Like, at least... Like, Pittsburgh's is like it's giant teal, like, neon blue. Yeah, and Doesn't it also takes sense. up the entire side of the helmet. Exactly. Like, at least make it look like it's supposed to be there. Exactly. Yeah. Right? It don't make it look ridiculous. The other thing they announced was the mm. naming of the divisions. Now, the NHL has said that it's only going to be one year. I don't buy that. No. Because me, as soon as they realize they could get revenue from this, they're going to keep saying that. Now, we on this podcast yes. will be referring to them as their proper divisions. I do not get paid. Yeah, I'm not doing that. So we are going to talk about them as if they're the regular It's going to be the North Division. It's not the Scotiabank it North Division. also does literally not impede your viewing experience. No. Whatsoever. How many what times? What the fuck do you care if there's a Scotiabank or a Mutual or a Discover? How many times do you, do you reference the division names anyway? Like how many like times do you never? actually talk about the divisions? Only when you're doing previews like we do, or like yeah, like I don't care. It doesn't matter, and it doesn't impact. No one's going to call it the North Division. Everyone's going to call it the All Canadian Division. You know what? Doesn't matter. In a year of lost revenue, where you need to recoup things, or even just going forward, where you want to generate revenue in a league that's literally not even in the top ten in viewing in the United States, mm-hmm. sell those ads. The only thing I will have an issue with, like a bona fide. What is it? I will be pissed is if you actually sponsor the Stanley Cup. You can no, say no, no, don't the do Stanley that. Cup spo- the Stanley Cup final presented by Bridgestone. But do it's, not say no, it's the not, Stanley Cup brought to you by. No, you can no, say no, no, that. You don't it's say the it's the Stanley S- Cup. You can say it's the Stanley Cup brought to you by Scotiabank. You don't say it's the Scotiabank Stanley Cup. No, no, no. You're not selling the naming rights to the Stanley Cup. You could sell the naming rights to the Cup Final. You could sell the naming rights to okay. the Conference Final. Yeah. You could say, you, they already sell the naming rights to the All-Star Game. I believe it's Bridgestone. Oh, it's Bridgestone. Right. The Winter Classics Bridgestone. It's all Bridgestone. Right. So just leave the actual trophy alone. Mm-hmm. Everything else I don't give a shit about. Yeah, makes I sense. I ideally do not want European-looking jerseys, but if you want to put a small patch on the, the upper left peck, it's not going imp- to impact anyone. HL jerseys have those too. Scotiabank's right. on the Marley's jersey. No one notices. No one cares. Who cares? Just leave the Stanley Cup alone. Yeah. That's but, all I ask. But people get I will take issue 
with that mm-hmm. and that only. Yeah, people getting mad about the helmet ads. There, there are so many, and I know, you I know that like you're a. Wa- so this is my thing. You're a walking brand. So every time you see me, I'm wearing something Adidas, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I am a walking, talking Everyone's advertisement. A, everyone. For Adidas, if you wear Nike, if you, all those people who buy Air Force Ones and Jordans, mm-hmm. you're a walking, talking advertisement yes. for Nike. Yeah. You don't realize this, but every time you wear name brand clothing, you are a walking billboard for them. Mm-hmm. So the fact, like the Leafs, I don't, the Adidas logo on the back of every NHL jersey, that is a branding item. Yeah. When Austin Matthews or Connor McDavid sign with CCM, they are a walking billboard for ccm yeah yeah that's so the point. putting ads on helmets literally doesn't it matter, doesn't matter guys. it's all, neither does branding the divisions i know that i know the, like the it just, it's not worth getting yeah. upset about and it helps the league i know the temptation to be like because it's, this has just been the shittiest year in our existence like i get it and i know that people are are like for example the reason why i like talking about cappy and, and cody cc all the time is because it's fun getting mad about stuff that doesn't matter I'm tired of getting mad about people endangering people's lives. And I'm just, it's fun getting mad about, you know, a, a dumb rich athlete being dumb and rich and, or, you know, stuff like that. So I get that, you know, arguing about the, like the, the helmet ads, I can, I can understand why people want to argue about that because like, it's, it's a low stakes thing that you can argue about. There's, you know, it's but not to life say or, it's like ruining the, the, it's, the, the religion of the game. I'm like, I relax. hate to break it to you, but like, it's not an actual religion. Yeah. Like, relax. It doesn't matter. It, it, yeah, like, like do you it doesn't watch hockey? your life. <laughs> do you want to watch hockey? Yes. Okay, then we're, that's, Shut up. that's <laughs> what's going to have to happen. You got to deal with it. You'll live. I, I promise you that if you die during this year, it will not be because ads were put on helmets. It will likely be because we're living in a fucking pandemic. Or at least they can't prove that's why you died. Oh, my God. And on that note, we've reached the end of the podcast. So we've a lot. We've. Next week, there will be a huge announcement. I know we've teased that a lot, but this is going to be, that's going to, it's going to be the biggest announcement. We, we got have. the conference room. We got yes. merch. We got merch. Redbubble.com slash staff and grab podcast, or just go on Redbubble and search staff and grab. We're going to have the link in the, in the description. We're going to push it on Twitter, Instagram, all that. So you can see it'll it. be in the link in our bio. You just click through exactly. on the link and you'll be able to see it. It's going to be fantastic. We will be back next week and there will be NHL games also next week so let's everybody put a smile on your faces mm-hmm. you needn't worry about what the training camp lines are nope. or what ads are being put where just enjoy it just breathe and okay just, just enjoy it hockey's back we're gonna be talking about actual tangible games you're gonna be able to get mad about stuff that doesn't matter it's gonna be amazing the podcast is on apple podcasts it's on spotify it's on all podcatchers you can possibly think of we have Rachel at Rachel Dory on Twitter at Mikey Stevens 81. All our social medias are at staff graph or at staff graph pod. And we will be back next week. Peace. <laughs>